Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. (laughs) How about those friggin' pirates? It's me, and there's the Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. A few days away from East Carolina Marshall. One day away, one evening away from the NFL. Kicking off with the Chiefs and Colts. We'll have that for you here on Pirate Radio. We'll be with you at noon on Saturday for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. After the game, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We are in the middle of the tornado now with game weeks, and uh, they just come faster and faster, and we are fired up for week two. Pirates and Thundering Herd. We'll talk about that one on today's show, and we'll give you the guest list in a moment. But first, thank you for tuning in to Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com also watch the show on facebook live and youtube as uh, we would love to hear from you as always we'll hang out with the chat gang during today's show see what is on your mind as we get ready for our first nfl and college football weekend so a lot going on we got shirley Rhodes here we got joey on the camera Good to see you again, Joey. We got the Chan Man here. Going to be doing some quote tweeting when we talk to J.J. McLamb in just a moment. He is scheduled to join us here in hour number one to get you ready for everything you need to know when you are heading to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium coming up this Saturday for the home opener 2023. We'll also have Patrick Mason come by from the Daily Reflector, get his thoughts on East Carolina, Michigan and uh, east carolina marshall and speaking of marshall steve cotton longtime play-by-play voice of the thundering herd will join us in our number three we've got questions here about our pirates coming off the michigan game i've got questions for steve namely why did marshall have such a tussle with albany and we'll have the answers to that players to watch and a lot more coming up with steve cotton later on in today's show Jonathan Ellerby is to my left. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clipper? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Fired up for another game week. We'll be talking to Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell coming up in about two and a half, three hours from now. So look for that on our social media accounts. We'll have the audio and video for you as well. Uh, But looking forward to that to kind of get their answers on some things from saturday and also of course look ahead to the thundering herd have you changed your opinion on the quarterbacks of uh, playing two are you still pro two quarterbacks for ecu or are you uh, uh yeah. leaning leaning towards one or another one right now like the cliche says if you got two quarterbacks you got two quarterbacks and i'm going with two okay that's what who are the quarterbacks in washington right now for your professional team we are good to go with slinging sam howell well who's the backup the backup is Jacoby Brissett. So you're going to play both of them on Sunday? Is that what you're hoping for? No, we got our guy, Sam Howell, at ECU. What if he struggles a little bit? You know, maybe Jacoby needs to come in and and, nope. and help out. Nope. And we that, got our guy. No two-quarterback system when it comes to Washington. I don't think we have our guy yet at East Carolina. Would you agree or disagree? Um, that oh. long pause tells me you agree. We can move on. 
Well, I, I think you could have had a guy by now, but I mean, I would I gave you my opinion earlier in the week that uh, I, I would have found someone and I would have ridden with him on Michigan and ridden with him coming up against Marshall and uh, made him the man and made him prove himself that he is the man or if he's not the man. And then sometime headed into Appalachian week, I would have had to make a, a change or, hey, look, we got our guy here for East Carolina. So, uh, J.J. McGlam on his way, by the way. He just, right. uh, meeting was running long, so we'll get to him with the, the game operations for uh, East Carolina Marshall coming up this Saturday. A lot of Pirate fans, uh, you know, we've had a lot of noon games for many times. I, I love this kickoff time for It is Saturday. a great time. Four o'clock, I mean, it's it's perfect. Uh, you know, most people will get out at 12 and start tailgating right when the Bud Light pregame tailgate starts. I believe lots will open up at 10 o'clock, so people can get out there even earlier if they choose. But, uh, so... I love the game time, and uh, hopefully when it comes to kickoff time at 4 o'clock, we'll see uh, East Carolina football team that uh, is able to find the end zone maybe early and often. Try. I guess I can uh, ask quite a few times who's going to be the first pirate to score a touchdown. I can just carry those answers over into week two. Who, was your, who, was, who did you have last week? My answer I had all summer was Mason Garcia, quarterback draw. Okay. So I'll stick with it. So you're going with that. I'm okay. going Mason Garcia, quarterback draw for a touchdown. My favorite play in football. All right, we got Pike, Steve, uh, Skip, Jamie, Adam hanging out in the chat. We'll get to y'all. In fact, uh, while JJ's not here, Shirley, you want to do a little warm-up? A little wrist-to-pointer finger warm-up? Steve Hill uh, has a lot of clips he wants played. All right, let's do it. Clipper! Clipper! Go Gator! Go Gator! Burgley, uh, uh, Burgley, uh, Burgley. I'm a former long snapper. I'm a former long snapper. I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt cheeks. Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers? I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Got a little taco meat on my chest. Got a little taco meat on my chest. My guy. My guy. What's up, my guy? What's up, my guy? It was in the man section. It was in the man section. Rick Flair. Woo! Rick Flair. Uh, Woo! Local politics, bud. Ooh. Don't know if we have that one. <sighs> All right. You know what I'm looking forward right. to this weekend besides Pirate Football, Clipper? What's that? Freeboot Friday. First one of the year. Always a Oh, unrelated to what we're doing right now. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought surely it was... was, I was, I was You're ready to move on? We'll I, move on. I was buying some time for Shirley. Uh, free boot Friday is back. What can we expect to see this Friday? Uh, some live music, some uh, pirate radio uh, festivities at our at our table out there. We'll have some. Uh, we do have a few leftover shirts from the party for the uh, the voice t shirts. So if folks want to come out and uh, pick up one of those before the game, we'll have those at the uh, pirate radio booth. So should be a festive night for free boot Friday. Starts at five thirty, uh, right across the street from the pirate radio studios. So. Looking forward to kind of kind of kind of unique uh, the second week of the season that uh, the first home game because we opened up on the road last week but uh, freeboot a great tradition gathers a lot of pirates down here in downtown Greenville should be a fun night Skip is checking in he said Ellerby good felk good what meant to type fella but uh, misspelled it I uh, he said hey to Chandler and Shirley Skip uh, somebody you're not saying hey to. And that person is Joey. Do you not like Joey? Wow. All right. Uh, Sk- uh, Jack said hey to me. Hey, Jack. How you doing, man? Adam says start Flynn, play Flynn. 
we're going to ask Mike Houston and Donnie Kirkpatrick about the quarterbacks later today. Mm -hmm. Although, sounds like we are still going with that two-quarterback system. Hall of Fame quarterback Marcus Crandall will be here Thursday at 5. That he will. You can ask him. We'll get a further take uh, from him on this quarterback system. Uh, Chad says he's hitting the like. Appreciate that. And uh, also says, acknowledge me. We will acknowledge you, Chad. Steve says, Josh Dobbs is starting. Is that correct, Steve? Did they make that official? Man, if I'm a Cardinals fan, the Arizona Cardinals are expected to have Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback when they face Washington this weekend. Are they just tanking for the USC quarterback? Big time, yeah. They are not making it a secret either. They just picked up Dobbs after preseason. He hadn't even been with them all preseason. What a joke. All right, uh, Russ is ready to rage. What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. Does that mean you're excited for the weekend, Russ? You're ready to rage. Um, That can be taken in multiple ways. And Robert has apologized and said hello to Joey. Uh, That's Skip, by the way. What's up, Robert? Skip, very passive-aggressive on uh, not saying hello to me right now. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) We got a little rivalry going. All right, uh, awaiting the arrival of J.J. McLam. Mm-hmm. We are three-point dogs on Saturday. Ellery, let's get a vibe check. ECU Marshall, how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling like the Pirates are going to win. I feel that same way. Uh, I feel maybe like 24-20, 20, 24-21, 20, somewhere okay. there. All right. Josh said, what's up, fellas? Robert says, hello to PRL. Hello, Robert. Thank you all for tuning in today. Yeah, I'm feeling... Uh, I'm feeling a pirate victory and it's not because of you can't take much from what marshall did i think week one just like you can't take much from what we i think you can throw both week one this is like the opener for both teams right according to you absolutely it's it's definitely the opener for the pirates that game last week was not even a game who'd they play last week do you remember no it was again it was like it didn't matter it was just a whole nothing burger we got paid for it, we being East Carolina. I got a lot of awesome uh, – I ate good that day. You did. Thanks to Harvey's uh, Fifth Street Hardware and Wings Over Greenville. You're going to eat great this Saturday, too. I am because uh, – Warren's Hot Dogs. Warren's Hot Dogs. Have you ever woke up and thought about what to eat one day, Cliff? <laughs> I have a lot. And all you hear is – In fact, I talk about it quite a bit. Warren's Hot Dogs. They're going to be in studio. They're also going to be at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. Excited about uh, being at Elmhurst again this season 21st season as the voice of the pirate nation of course we did not have a tailgate during the covid years the covid year first year 20. we lost the tailgate uh no we just didn't host one i don't think you lose it if you don't host it you lose by forfeit if you didn't have a birthday party did you lose your birthday yeah <laughs> it sounds like it <laughs> nobody showed up no party yeah what was that like for most of your life <laughs> <laughs> You laughing at Joey? Yeah, I mean, thank you. If you're gonna laugh at a joke at my expense, turn your mic off. <laughs> that really got to Joey right there. <laughs> he liked that one. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> he did like that. Yeah. Um, Clippers' birthday's coming up in November, Joey. Maybe you can be invited to his party. That's right. Uh, that's a couple of some family birthdays around there. What, what's your? Name? Oh, he's already he's already <laughs> acting like he's busy. Wow. <laughs> when's Don't your birthday? you? When's your birthday? He doesn't even he doesn't even care. It doesn't it's matter. Thanksgiving. It could be Thanksgiving. You know. I'm, I'm uh, it is the first of the month. Oh, we're free. We're here. All right. We're free. We're here. Gosh. Uh, Kenny says, what's two weather forecasts for Saturday? 100% chance of weather. 100% chance of weather. I think it's too early to tell. I mean, look, they closed school last Thursday. 
for a hurricane. Too early to count. I'm seeing uh, Saturday some. Uh, we got our little little rain. We got two rain lines coming out of clouds. What does that mean, LRB? Does that mean there might be some rain on Saturday? Could be, could be rain. It's not like the rain like this. It's fifty percent precipitation. Fifty percent chance of no precipitation. Exactly. Your glass half full. Got to be positive. And I'm seeing uh, eighty five around the. Uh, the afternoon and i'm seeing 82 around six o'clock so yeah it's not it's, terrible it's gonna be a good day to paint it purple that it will be paint it purple for the voice paint it purple in the stands and just paint it purple for the pirates and then get the pirates ready for that east carolina appalachian game yeah and uh i'm pumped i'm ready this is uh this is huge because you've got app state on deck you've got a game that you're gonna win against gardner webb after that so we need to go we need to have at least two w's i would like three coming out of this non-conference slate yeah and then you get your first conference win on the last day of september you're four and one and no one even remembers the big house anymore right clip rock what house exactly (laughs) uh, you already got east carolina winning at rice i'm nervous about that one why are you nervous about rice have you ever seen us go to rice sorry to raise my voice we stink at rice let me look at the EC Rice series as we wait I for. I might like the Rice game because uh, Sean Taylor's grandson or uh, nephew. His grandson? How old do you think he is? Or it might be his nephew or something like that. He plays for Rice and he like they got a documentary going on him right now, so there should be a big camera crew. Well, you know what? I was unaware of that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. So ECU is two and two against Rice. See, I, have you ever seen us play Rice? I've seen us go to Rice uh, twice, and I've seen us lose to Rice twice. Mm. 0-2 all-time at Rice. You know what? We'll have a three-game winning streak and confidence out the yin-yang. Last time ECU went to Rice, they gave up 62 points. That is disgusting. What year was that? 2010. 2010? Yeah. That's the real reason Ruffin McNeil got fired five years later, giving up 62 points to Rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we've beat them here. We've lost to them there. I think the one that stands out is 2006. Yeah, that one. That one Skipper. Stunk. That stung. 18 to 17. I remember that one. And I just don't want Rice to be in my conference. Nothing about Rice excites me. Football, basketball. They're baseball used to. They stink at baseball now. What about fried rice? Do you? I, that's one of my all, I was gonna say, I love rice. all-time favorite foods, right. fried rice. Fried rice? Yes. Should we work on that Spanish for pregame food that day? I mean, honestly, if we could get a... Uh, but Chinese restaurants, you ever notice this? They just exist beside of grocery stores. They never advertise. Not on TV, not on radio. They just sit there and people go to them. Yeah. yeah. They don't have... I mean, but if you could lock up... Chandler, can you give me a Chinese food restaurant sponsorship to Pirate Radio? And we just have like fried rice sweet and sour chicken lo mein beef and broccoli all right if you own a chinese restaurant yes. give us a call 317-1250 we, we, we need you for september 30th <laughs> we need to devour we're gonna as get, much rice as possible we just want a one-day contract yeah that's one a day, good idea one-day contract you know, it doesn't have to be asian rice we could we have already have via verde don't we yeah true 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 rice. we could go that kind of rice they got yeah. spanish rice yeah that rice is great yes it's don't really good to try it i know you don't like the spanish thing no 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 i'm not knocking <laughs> it it's just not my favorite you know what i'm saying 
not my favorite right eric says food line plus chinese restaurant equals eastern north carolina exactly they're everywhere mm. they're just there uh chad says no yelling at the ellerby i apologize for that uh all right jj mclam in the house so let's take a break we'll come back and uh we'll have jj mclam we'll talk about this opener at home against the marshall thundering herd when we return a lot more to go pirate radio live jj mclam joins us after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a lot of uh, a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Plus, they offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington or go online at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Coming up, Hour 2, we'll talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector, Preview East Carolina, and Marshall. Coming up, Hour 3, we'll get the Marshall take on things with Steve Cotton, longtime voice of the Thundering Herd, will join us right here on the show. But right now, we are joined in the studio by J.J. McLam, East Carolina Executive Associate AD for Internal Operations. J.J., welcome back. How you doing, man? Good. Appreciate it, guys. Big week. East Carolina hosting uh, the home opener for 2023. And kind of a general question here, but all systems go. Everybody prepared, ready to go? Yes, everything is right now is uh, we're looking forward to it and everything's sitting on go. Before we get to details, how many meetings, J.J., do you have about the opener? Like, what number meeting are you on today? Uh, today, that's where I was that's why i was a few minutes late i had one right before this so but uh i mean we got a great staff and uh they're working hard and our staff are meeting just about every hour on different aspects and, and letting those folks control their stuff so relief not to have a home opener this year first week of the season do you, you like the extra week or do you do you like going uh, all in on uh, labor day weekend oh no i like the extra week and and don't forget we don't have four in a row so. yes that is uh, been a blessing as well. But uh, having that first week to go on the road does give you an extra week to get ready. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to Saturday and getting everybody in Dowdy Ficklin. East Carolina Marshall, what kind of crowd are you guys expecting? And, uh, like, updates. I know we had John Gilbert on last week. Season ticket sales. He was really trying to push to get to over 15,000 seats by the uh, by the opener. Yeah, and we're right. We're teetering right at that 15,000. We're, we're a couple, couple short of that. But, you know, we encourage all of Pirate Nation to step up and buy season tickets come out and support us but uh if not single game tickets are on sale for this weekend against marshall so we're we need all the support we can get what kind of uh, crowd are you expecting this week i, I would say high 30s right at forty thousand. Okay. Uh, is, is what we're expecting we've got um high school band day which is bringing some good numbers for us from high school bands across the east and marshall they they usually travel yeah. well will they uh yeah, they do. i mean good 
good uh, you know tradition with with East Carolina and Marshall over the years of of playing each other a lot of good football games, drivable game as well. So uh, I guess the Thundering Herd will be bringing some fans. Yes, they they do have a good contingent coming with them as well. And you know you hit it on that sequence with us. This series has been great. Uh, for both us with the history that uh, we have with most institutions. Operations, uh, obviously a, a, a big big plan for East Carolina this Saturday, the, the home opener. You guys have made a lot of changes. I think the big one that a lot of people are talking about in the stadium, uh, which is kind of a trend nationwide in, in professional sports and, and now in college sports, but uh, you guys made the decision to go cashless. We did, and uh, you know our we have a new concessions partner with Airmark uh, Sports and Entertainment, which is still under Airmark, but they have a division that is dedicated just to sports and entertainment venues across the country. So we met with them and uh, we moved over and it's been a great relationship and a partnership. And they have uh, really invested in our infrastructure. And one of the things that they brought to us was cashless. And uh, they had the data that could support it. Uh, When you looked at our history of concession sales over the last five years, the small number or percentage was cash. And so there is a lot of positives going cashless, but uh, there's a lot of people that are also concerned. And uh, Technology can be your enemy and your friend. And your friend. And that's what I tell everybody every day is that it can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Right. And uh, right now, it is going to be our best friend. And uh, we're working with all of our partners right now. But uh, going cashless is uh, something we're looking forward to and uh, embracing what, what kind of infrastructure? I mean, because obviously, I mean, it, it's one of the things that's kind of like at, at, at Michigan this past weekend, I was there like before the game, you know, I was able to send texts or take a picture, send a here or there. But sometimes, you know, when 100,000 people or 50,000 or 40,000 people get in a stadium, you know, the, the cell signals get jammed a little bit. Uh, what about for like the infrastructure for running credit cards and everything like that? Are they on their own dedicated system? Yeah, they, they're all cellular. Uh, cellular based but uh, when I say the infrastructure one of the biggest thing is we've uh, increased our points of sale from and don't hold me to these numbers or ballpark but like 120 points of sale last year in all of Dowdy Ficklin will be a little over 300 this year so when I say that that has increased that many more points of sale that will be able to get our products out quicker we'll be able to accommodate more people at one time and so that infrastructure to put that in was significant and then with all the uh, credit card readers uh, that we have purchased with them and also with uh, new equipment uh, you'll see some new food trucks that are around Daddy Ficklin Stadium and giving you some new options that will be there. You'll see some new vending options that are there and new equipment slash kiosks that will make up these uh, 300 points of sale. Is everything airmarked now? Or is it, is so, I mean, it used to be that some volunteers would run concession stands and stuff, or is everything through Airmark Sports when, yeah. when it comes to concessions? Yes. Uh, no, we, we still have some local vendors that are participating and uh, selling there uh, under the stadium, but we have some food trucks uh, as well from Airmark. As far as getting into the stadium, JJ, I know it's been a while now, but you had to uh, update your ticket scanners and things like that. Uh, how about from that that part of it, and do you have advice on when folks should try to get in so there's not a mass pileup going into the stadium, Where what gates they should enter? How about just getting into the stadium? Yeah, and we, we try to educate our fans. Come early. You know, our uh, our pregame show in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium is one of the best in the country. Our band does a magnificent job of entertaining. 
Uh, so I would encourage our fans to come early. And the earlier you come, the less the line is. But when everybody waits until 10 minutes for kickoff to try to get in, you're going to have a line. Uh, but to that point, we did update our ticket scanners last year. We put in a dedicated network now just for our ticket scanners to work. But, you know, it goes back to something Johnson said, you're only as good as technology. And there's so many factors that work with the ticket scanner. Um, it could be sun. You know, people don't think about it, but the way the sun shines down on the barcode, you have to hold it a certain way. Uh, you know, you've always got the human side of it as well, but, you know, our staff does a great job of, uh, you know, making adjustments on the fly when we need to. But to your question, I'd ask people to come early. Hey, the uh, credit card situation, I think I asked John Gilbert, like, can you, you know, you can tap now or you can swipe. Uh, is that both options? Both be? options. You can tap, you can swipe. Uh, so we've, uh, we've, we've tested it at our uh, couple home soccer games that we've had out at Johnson Stadium, and that has been great. We've had no issues, and uh, seems to be working well. Have y'all gone cashless everywhere? And yes. At, at, so everything from now on will be cashless, whether you're at Dowdy Ficklin, Menji's, or, or any East Carolina athletic event. Yeah, yes, sir. Any uh, East Carolina athletics events will be cashless. Game day, uh, East Carolina Marshall coming up, 4 o'clock kickoff. Let's run down the times. Uh, parking lots will open when? Gates will open when, JJ, and uh, any other specifics that people need to know before arriving at Dowdy Fickley Stadium on Saturday. Of, I know the clear bag policy is still, still in place as well. Yeah, it is. And I would just say, come early. You know, come out and support the team. Be here. Uh, be loud. Wear your purple. It is purple out this week. But we've got a lot of good things planned for this Saturday. Um, you know, we will have a uh, Marshall, the 1970 team. We will have a uh, honor of them during the first uh, first quarter. We'll have our men's basketball team signing autographs in Carlin County Rogers at 220. Uh, so come out, meet our basketball team, get an autograph there with our men's. And then uh, next game, we'll have our women's uh, doing the Garner Webb game. So we've got a lot of uh, neat things planned. Uh, I would say I encourage all of Pirate Nation to be in their seats prior to the coin flip. We do have the uh, Jeff Charles family, Miss Debbie, going to be there to be an honorary captain uh, that will be out for the coin flip uh, to that. And that is a special moment for Pirate Nation and really encourage everybody to be in their seats, be loud, and be there to support that. So uh, Debbie's going to do the coin toss? No, we're not. We can't let the officials have to do it. Oh, darn. Uh, we're going to yeah, try to get some insight yeah, like the no, Super Bowl. Get a, no, try to no. t- give Debbie a call, see if we could do it. I was going to do a bet with Clip, heads or tails, <laughs> with, with Debbie doing that. Uh, one of the new things this year, too, gone from you can buy two beers at once instead yep, of yep. Uh, one. Is that and correct? And that is a state law that, uh, that changed at athletic venues um, at the end of last season. So you can buy two adult beverages. Uh, per person, uh, per ID in line. So looking forward to that. And uh, that has been pretty good for us last year. Having any Celsius at the ballpark this year uh, at the stadium? Uh, it's, it's a delicious drink that our friends at the Minji's uh, distribute. It is a very delicious drink. And uh, I tried to get Jonathan to give me one as I walked in. He didn't, he <laughs> well, didn't you brought your own Aquafina. So, like... uh, you know, we're very excited about our partnership with uh, Minji's Bottling Group and the Minji's family for everything they do for us. But uh, yes, we are carrying Celsius this year. Um, as our energy drink of choice uh, throughout Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We'll be able to get it at all concession stands that we sell water and Pepsis at. Uh, go ahead. Kyle, on, I was going to get to some online Yeah, stuff. go ahead. Go ahead. Online Kyle questions. online had a question about, uh, he said, can we turn the speakers up on Purple Haze so loud it makes old people and small children uncomfortable? Um, I, I guess uh, to add on to this question, anything new with, uh, I don't know, speakers, video? I know there's a new DJ uh, that's going to be at the games. Anything new on that end? Yeah, not, not on the infrastructure there. 
we uh, you know we put in last year a new audio system, new video board system, new LED ribbons all around Dowdy Ficklin. But uh, you know our creative team and our video guys. They do an unbelievable job of putting together all that content, working with uh, EC Sports Network and Playfly to come up with that. So we're, we're excited to see what new graphics and new stuff we have coming there. And, you know, you hit on a DJ. we got a new DJ coming this year that will be bringing some excitement uh, to Dowdy Ficklin in the pregame and throughout the game. And everybody uh, loves an intro video. Do you know, JJ, what time that will be playing, the, uh, the intro video? Uh, right before uh, team goes out, so, uh, <laughs> maybe about ten or fifteen. Get, yeah. get there hey, early, right? Let's just reiterate: early. get there early. Get there early. Yeah. I mean, Cliff, I expect uh, you know Ellerby to put me on the spot there, but I hadn't looked oh, at the timeline yet. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff Brock putting you. All on right, the glad I could put JJ on the spot. Today. Any other uh, fan questions? Uh, you want to find some? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do a rapid fire. Uh, I know you went to probably Michigan this past weekend. Uh, anything you learned from from their game operations, being at a Big Ten and the, the Big House? You know, I, I will say this about michigan and their staff first class phenomenal everybody that we met interacted with uh welcomed us to the big house like we were one of their own um and the from a fan engagement from a event staff their facility folks right on down everybody was very nice to us and made us feel welcome i would say the biggest thing that i was really impressed with was no bags and the the speed they were able to get a hundred and nine thousand people in to the big house but uh you know they did a very good job of uh, their security getting you in getting you out uh everywhere you turned around they had an event staff person that could answer your question um, i talked to one of their staff members and they had a little over 750 event staff workers wow so you know that's a lot of people and uh but no it was it was great uh, but I, the biggest thing i saw was the no bags no bags. Do you think you foresee that coming future of athletics as well? A cashless and then maybe no bags? Let, let's take it one step at a time right now and uh, let, let, let's master the cashless. Clip likes his fanny pack now. Don't ban those. <laughs> so we got we to keep those in play. I did think the one thing, you know, with Michigan, two people asked me, uh, Michigan never really had like some gigantic play that uh, got the crowd into it really big, but it, it was also a noon game and, and they also don't sell alcohol at their stadium yet too. So there was, there was a few things that, uh, but I, all in all, I thought I did think the operations ran, ran really smooth up at Michigan. That's why I thought from your perspective, because you look at it a lot differently too from a different lens of uh, than just being there obviously you're not a fan there you're, you're probably eyeing what what they're doing good bad and indifferent well i was in a meeting this morning and uh with one of the the ladies asked me like how do you enjoy the game or how do you you know like do you what did, what do you do during the game and hey you went to watch and and i said no i, I probably see less than 10 plays a game uh, so, because we have a lot of things going on, and it's a little different when we travel on the road. I get to watch more, but uh, at home games, we, we stay pretty busy. Had a couple of people ask, uh, can you bring an unopened bottle of water in this Saturday? Uh, not at this time. Um, we're, we're still looking at what our heat management plan will be, uh, but we will um, announce whatever our heat management plan is at the appropriate time on, on Friday. A lot, a lot of Pirate fans like to go out at halftime or go out and come back in. Uh, what's the policy on that again this year? Yep, if you, as long as you have a uh, Pirate Club uh, card, you can uh, exit and re-enter the stadium, but you do have to be a Pirate Club member or somebody in your group has to be a Pirate Club member to have their uh, Pirate Club access. And that's it. all gates or just through the Pirate all Club? Gate, all gates. All gates, all right, got that. And Any? I would tell you that, uh, you know, Carl and Connie Rogers uh, area, at the bottom of uh, Town Bank Tower, that does open when the parking lot's open. So at 10 a.m. on Saturday 
for the fans that want to come over and hang out and that don't want to set up a tailgate, you can go into the Carl and Connie Rogers and uh, buy adult beverages and refreshments and concessions. What's the one thing you're excited about uh, new this, you know, just this season starting new that, that you feel like, hey, this is going to be a big improvement and uh, one less thing I got to really think about on game day. It's going to make fan the fan experience much better. I, I really think our concessions. Um, I, I think, you know, and not to reopen uh, last year and Clip, uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore after this, but uh you know, I think some of the changes that we had to make after last season, uh, we made it. Our folks uh, have done a really good job this off season, and with Airmark Sports and Entertainment, to to see some of those benefits, and and I'm excited to see it. Uh, I know I'm, we're putting a lot of pressure on our staff that oversees this area, and uh, you know, John uh, John Gilbert, athletic director, he asked me weekly. Uh, where we're at, where we're on it, and and you know everybody from the top down is invested in it, so we're excited. Uh, but overall, I'm excited about our football program. Uh, you know, I want our fans to come see it. I want them to get in there and see the job that Mike Houston and his staff is doing to uh, to elevate our football program. And you know, you look at last week; that was a tough game for us. Anybody to go to the big house to open up the season and play against Michigan, but uh, I'm really excited of where Mike has got our team going in the direction and looking forward to it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are really excited. I mean, Clip's been calling this week one all all, all season, really all year, that this is like the the, the real. Last real... week kind of felt like an exhibition. I don't know; it didn't feel real. This feels real. This is a big game coming up. Do you ever feel like uh, you're on an episode of like Bar Rescue, like this week, like when the John Taffer goes, "All right, we're going to fill this place up, and we're we're, we're going to we're going to see what we can do." Do you do you feel like that that that's kind of the because I mean everybody pretty much does kind of come at once, and it's like thirty five, forty thousand of your best friends. It really does. Um, it, it does, and everybody wants to come at one you know one time, and they want to come ten minutes before kickoff, and they all want to go to the same gate, and you know you try to educate folks that, hey, just because you know you're used to going in this certain gate, you can walk just a little bit further and go in a gate that may not have a line, and and trying to educate, and that's one of the things that our event staff and our events and facility staff has been working on with our third party group about educating having people out front of the stadium letting you kind of directing you hey this gate has no line you know there's no weight to come over here um but i will say you know um get there early i can't stress it enough and and come on in and enjoy the atmosphere that our marketing staff and has put together with all of our pregame activities are there any shuttles i know there's been some shuttles in the past that people that don't have parking that may be look, looking to get a ride in closer to the stadium yep we are, are still working with the uh downtown organization uh downtown greenville about the shuttle that runs from five points uh, it stops at Sup Dogs and then it drops off at the stadium. So we've got that shuttle service that is running as well. And then, you know, we're really focusing on our Uber, Lyfts, uh, share rides type, where we'll have that drop off will be in the um, gravel lot at the corner of 14th and Berkeley. Okay. So that is a dedicated that is a Uber dedi- and Lyft drop off. Uber and Lyft drop off spot to be there for that. And so we've really worked hard our, this summer um, with our partners. At the you know Greenville City Police, Campus Police, and our traffic plans of getting our folks in and out. So really looking forward to it. Axel uh, asking a lot of options here. What is JJ's personal favorite concession? There's a lot of a lot to choose from. Ooh, there what, is what's your go-to. There is. Uh, if you ask uh, Thomas and Tom, our uh, our concessions uh, staff, they would probably tell you the the Chick Fil A sandwich uh, from Chick Fil A. They would tell you the uh, Pizza Hut pizza. Or right here lately, it's been the pretzel. Uh, you know, the pretzel's pretty good. So I would uh, 
encourage everybody to try one of those and then uh cinnamon on. or salt oh cinnamon oh, cinnamon wow. now we got joey put him yeah, on the spot yeah, you gotta go cinnamon. To it's he's coming in from the outside there look at <laughs> yeah him. he got I excited mean, when you said hey, pretzel but i will tell you you know uh you should try our simply natural ice cream that yes. is good as well and you know I, I would say uh all of our food options are really well and you know a lot of our third-party vendors that we uh bring in uh to work with us around football games and, and baseball as well and uh Ellery, we've hit on this one a lot this offseason. We'll get, do it one more time before game day. Jay asking about the parking at Elmhurst with the trailers taking up space. Any differences there, JJ? There will be. Um, and, and we've worked uh, over the last couple weeks, month, with uh, Pitt County Schools, the city of Greenville. Um, you know, we, we're great partners, and uh, we want to be a great partner with them and, and work through it. And uh, so we, we are going to have some directional lines in Elmhurst to kind of line up folks of how to park in there but also knowing that you know you've got a, a rich history and tradition of tailgate parking going on in that area and we want to we want to embrace it but we do have to have some organization and some structure we did lose about a hundred parking spots where they put in the mobile classrooms there and uh so we're gonna we're gonna work with it our staff will be out there we'll have some additional event staff in that lot that will be directing traffic and, and how to park in there. So we ask our fans uh, that are parking there when you come in, you know, let, let's follow the guidance that we've got set and uh, let's be courteous and uh, we'll get you in and get you parked so we can enjoy a good pirate tailgate. Because Elmhurst is still first come, first serve. It is. And so, I mean, there's a lot of people that think they have squatters rights on certain areas. And obviously that area has been, you know, kind of taken, but still first come, first serve. So when the lots open up at 10, you can yep. kind of get in there. And, and it's my understanding, and maybe you know the exact details, Elmhurst is an older school and it needs some remodeling. These these trailers are not a permanent structure, but they could be there for a year or two yeah, it, until they until they remodel the school to make it a school safe, it, you know, safety. Yeah, and it is. And, uh, you know, it to the point, and we want to be good partners um, with the school and, and they have been great partners with us. And, you know, so we're, we're going to adapt. And, and they did work with us and came to us with a plan of where the trailers were going to go. Uh, and, and kind of helped us with the parking. And uh, so it was it was conversations down both sides of the street. But at the end of the day, you know, Pitt County Schools has, has got to make sure they've got a safe environment for their kids to go to class. And they got to have a, a, you know, an environment where they can learn. And so we want to be a good partner when we use it for those six or seven times a year. And I, I, I saw Steve mention this quite a bit last year, and you just mentioned the Uber and Lyft. Uh, but he said, as an Uber driver, we have been turned away from the corner of 14th and Berkeley each year. Is this communicated properly to attendance? I mean, you, you kind of addressed that earlier. I'm assuming it's being communicated. It's up to them to follow through with it. I yeah, guess. it should be. And, and I apologize about that inconvenience. And I will take it back up with our uh, police partners that are working those intersections today. Game times have been set for the first three games, uh, you know, the two in September, the Thursday night game. Uh, it, it, are the other game times, like, still in the conference TV window is just to be determined? Do you feel like you'll get those anytime soon? Yeah, they, they are. And I know John kind of touched on it a little bit with TV. And so the way our TV schedule is right now, other than the ones that we've already announced, we're on a 12-day pick with the okay. SPN. And so we'll, we'll notify those 12 days out. And then I think in October – Early the first week of October, we'll know about the date and the time of the last home football game. Do we always ask the players, the coaches, even us here doing shows, uh, our favorite kickoff time from an operation standpoint? JJ, are you noon, afternoon, night? What what runs the smoothest? What what would you prefer? Nine a.m. Wow. <laughs> Earlier the better. Wow. wow. 
or is there a difference i mean like no there really is there really is and you know everybody has their own preference uh to me i like early i like noon uh but i would say from you know you want to look at it from a standpoint and and john does a really good job when in advocating for our kickoff times when we have a choice or we have influence because of what works best for our community what works best for the city what works best for our fans uh coming in and traveling back home so you know the mid-afternoon four to six range works very well for us is that the Uh, financially most successful game times they they work very well for us okay Uh, so i mean better than i mean seven o'clock is I mean four o'clock three thirty four is kind of that sweet spot where you can make a lot more money. Well, what you do that? because you know four o'clock on Saturday people are going to be hungry. Right, they're going to be ready to eat, and uh, our concessions are there. Versus a noon kickoff, people aren't hungry at ten eleven o'clock in the morning. Sure. So you know, but a lot of goes into it, and uh, but with TV, TV kind of really dictates uh, all those times for us. All right. Uh, well, we got another question: Is towing going to be enforced in the parking area across from the baseball field? Last year it was not. Yeah, so if you're talking about Stratford Arms, that is because uh, those spots are designated spot-specific. So any of our lots that are adjacent to the stadium that is spot-specific, uh, yes, towing will be enforced. Now at Carroll Belk um, in the BZ2 lot out there, that is not spot-specific. It is first-come, first-come in the lot. So we do not tow out of that lot unless you don't have a pass. And that is one of the things that – uh, you know, our staff has focused really hard on this year of educating our people that are working what lots are what, what passes get in, and really trying to enforce at the perimeter, no lot, no entrance. JJ, every time you're on and I get these personal questions, I mean, we're talking about 40,000, 50,000 different people. They all have, like, one thing they're concerned about, and it's different than the next, and it reminds me how much stuff you have to kind of look over. So it's quite a bit of uh, – a big umbrella of topics you have to run through there. There is, and uh, but I will say this: um, we have a great staff, and you know I'm not going to sit here and take the credit because uh, we have a lot of people that work with us that uh, that makes this happen. One person can't do it; two people can't do it. It takes a small village, and our staff is phenomenal. The amount of hours they put into it, uh, and and it's and it's everybody. Like we don't have. Um, Right now in our staff, we're not in silos. So it's not, hey, that that's the facilities or that's the operations or that's the pirate club. Everybody works together to get it done. And and that's what makes it so fun and enjoyable right now is that, uh, you know, everybody's working. Everybody has one interest to make Pirate Nation better. All right. Anything JJ, else, JJ said uh, he's not going to take the credit. Unfortunately, do you feel like you take the blame, JJ? No, they're going to take credit. They're, <laughs> they're only taking credit okay. at the stadium this year. It's all ah, no, no cash, no cash. It's all credit That's at, right. well, at well the done. stadium. So. That's right. Oh. What? Thanks for tuning in. Today. Yeah, yeah, Appreciate yeah. yeah. Well, I was trying to stay ahead of your questions over there. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything, last minute uh, any anything you want you want to get out there before come early? We got that. Yeah. Um, come early, buy tickets. We bring we, your we, credit card. Yep, bring your credit card for. Uh, Bring a friend. Yep, bring a friend. Bring five friends with you. You know, we're really excited about the season and excited to get it started on Saturday. All right. Awesome. Game day. Game we'll late. get started at noon with the Bud Light pregame tailgate and then right after the game with the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. So, J.J., anything else uh, we need to know between now and Saturday at kickoff? Just give us a call. Let us know. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, J.J. All right. Let's uh, take a break. LRB, you out? Yeah, I got to run. All Thanks. right. We'll wrap up hour number one. Coming up hour two, we got our Fleet Feet Rundown. We got Patrick Mason. Hour three, we got Steve Cotton, play-by-play voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd. A lot of football talk on today's show. We roll on after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you combine state, farm, home, and auto insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Timothy Sawyer is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Greenville, North Carolina. Call 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm and Timothy Sawyer is there. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. By the way, I just put a drink in the freezer, and I want you, whoever, to know there is a drink currently in the freezer. (laughs) So if that needs to be removed before it freezes up, I'm just passing that information along. (laughs) Chandler, you need to say something? Chandler, how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing, Cliff? When I look at you today, I feel the need to buy a desktop computer. You look very uh, Best Buy today. Best Buy? Oh, with the shirt? Yeah, you're very blue. Yeah, I know. If you slapped a Best Buy like logo over the Lakewood, shout out Lakewood Country Club, my home course back in Salemburg, North Carolina. Why do you keep smashing your breast? If uh, if you just slap a, if you slap a, uh, can I do that? Yeah. All right. If you just, right. if you were to slap a Best Buy logo right there, I mean, it would look like I worked at Best Buy. That was my whole point. Thank you for explaining it for two minutes. Yeah, and I have a Dell computer in front. I think everybody understood. And it you exactly. also have a Dell. Do you need to buy a Dell? Dude, get a Dell. Hello. Speaking of a Dell, <laughs> dude, you got a Dell. We could have had it all. All right, Eric says Geek Squad. That is what they refer to there. Uh, hey, can you read your tweet from last night? Sure. Why Chandler not? Is I'd still be glad a couple to. funny tweets. Chandler's still mad. Uh, first of all, I want to go back to a tweet that I had oh. last night um, that kind of started it all. Man, first of all, screw Clemson football. Yeah. You are out on Clemson after their performance against Duke the other night. Man, what a joke of a program. Oh, my goodness. What What is your emoji fest going So, on? last night I come across this video of this joke of a quarterback for a joke of a program named Clemson. His name is Cade Klubnick. And the the quote says, Cade Klubnick after Clemson's, get this, 28-7 loss to mm. Duke. Number nine, Clemson, loses 28-7 in Wallace Wade Stadium to Duke. The quote says, I think the way we're about to respond is exciting. Can't <laughs> wait for the next 14 games. So this guy, this clown, thinks that they are, he thinks they're going to run the table. Go to the ACC championship game. Go to a Final Four game. And then play in the national championship game. A team that just lost 28-7 to Duke. Now, don't get me wrong. Duke football is no joke. Mike Elko, Elko, in his second year as the Blue Devils head coach, has Duke rolling clip. Mm -hmm. They have him rolling. But what a joke of a quote. And I quote tweeted that. With a laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. And said, what a loser. I said, bro, you and your team suck. You are just angry, man. I said, y'all suck. You've had enough. And I I got to thinking about it. I was bulled. I was so mad. I was sitting there and I was like. You are what? I was mad. I was boiling. Boiling. I was boiling. I was mad. And I said, you know what? I'm going to tweet something out. And I thought this was like a clip Brock tweet. I said, I just realized how much I hate Clemson Tiger football. 
I hope they lose every game this year. Can I point out before you read the rest? They do. I, I do like their song. I went to the ACC tournament one year in like 1997, and I came away from it loving Clemson's uh, song when they do the C L E M S O N. You have found out what each of those letters represent, Chandler. C stands for clowns. L stands for losers. E stands for evil. M stands for morons. S stands for stupid. O stands for overrated. N stands for my favorite numb nuts. Chandler is mad. This Clemson football could lose mad. every single game this year. And I won't ask for a single thing for Christmas. <laughs> I will not. I don't care if I wake up Christmas morning and there's nothing under, nothing for me under the tree. And I go, well, what did I get? And they said, well, Clemson went 0-12 this year. And I'd say, Skippy. Darn Skippy. Eric said, boy, it'll be fun to roll back this tape. If Clemson wins the national championship, Chandler can't. God, I hate this heart that gets in the way. Talk for a month. All right, if they run the table... A month is kind of drastic. How about a week? If Clemson runs the table, wins the national championship, you can't talk for an entire week on the show. You still have to be here. You still have to do your job, but you can't talk. I'll be glad. All right. We'll go a week. I'll be glad to not talk about it. We'll go a week. One, I'll be ashamed of myself. Two, I don't have to talk about it. But guess what? That's not going to happen. They're going to lose at least five, six games this year. Now, come on, buddy come on now i understand though and i like what did i say all coming back to this segment the more you lose bets the better this show will be because you were on fire you had one of your best appearances ever on pirate radio live yesterday with coach mac yeah i mean i liked talking about whatever that was on monday night when it comes to clemson duke i did enjoy talking about the game of the day uh colorado and tcu 510 yards passing from Sadur Sanders, Travis Sadur. Hunter, uh, uh, just emerging onto the scene as a Heisman candidate on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Um, but yeah, when it comes to Clemson Tiger football, well, y'all have fun. Whatever. Eric, Chad, Adam, love you getting fired up and getting mad about losing bets. So it, look, it's great for the show. All you have to do is follow me, Chandler. I've lost 10 in a row. Longest streak of my life, and I'm ready to keep it rolling this weekend. Heck, starting tomorrow night, Chiefs and uh, Lions. We're going to keep this baby rolling. Let's do it. In the wrong direction. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we will have our Fleet Feet Rundown. Got that coming your way. We got Patrick Mason coming up in hour number two. We got Steve Cotton, play-by-play voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd in hour three. And more with the Chad gang when we return. Chad says, talk about an overreaction. It's one game, bro. Kevin says, look, I'm losing faith in Pirate Radio. One of the best co-creators is never on. Is it the downfall or is it Ellerby just taking over? As much as I hated Troy's... As much as I hated UNC Troy's stance, it was normally funny. <laughs> Kevin, that comment was funny. Keep bringing it. Yeah, that was good, Kevin. Kevin. Good. Kevin! Kevin! 
That was good, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. I don't know if there's another way to say this. If you don't like what you are witnessing, leave. Get out. Go somewhere else. You spam the chat with nonsense all day Saturday. You're back here today complaining. GTFO. Run along. Bon voyage. Go away. Back with you. Hour two after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Joe, you know what the pizza of the week is? It is buffalo chicken pizza. Buffalo chicken. That's my plan for Thursday night. A little football, a little Familia za. Looking forward to it. You say za? Za? I don't say za. I just said it then. Kind of tongue-in-cheek. I didn't like the way it sounded. Chandler, take over. Uh, I'm going I do want to my papers. Man, <laughs> that stack is uh, crazy. Man, look. And it's not even week two yet. I know, and I and I can't wait to see how it's going to look by the end of the football season. But man, that, that's that's going to be brutal. It works. Look at this fan. Look how much air. Oh, oh my gosh, stack. <laughs> like that is really good. <laughs> time for our fleet feet rundown let's do it brought to you by fleet feet locally owned and operated by ecu alum chris lunyon fleet feet of green will provide solutions through one-on-one service to runners walkers and everyone in between fleet feet has got that technology that 3d foot scanner uh, to make sure your foot goes in the right shoe go see them 207 east arlington boulevard in the old gordon's golf location fleet feet they run for you we're only three days away until the home opener for ECU versus Marshall. We're only three days away until tailgating season starts at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. If you need tailgating shoes, go to Fleet Feet. They will get you in the right shoe with that one-on-one service. All right, we got a pirate on the bump today. Gavin Williams, is this his first start since that uh, awkward... The knee. Yeah, knee deal. Yes, yeah. Uh, his day is done, though. Uh, they've had a pitching change. Uh, there was a... Uh, rain delay in the third inning so he didn't get to uh, pitch as long as he would like to have pitched well he did throw five but you give up one hit one run four strikeouts why only go five part of the reason that is the walks 
uh four walks for gavin williams today so he throws 89 pitches still a good performance and still in line for the win as unless he gave up that run and they scored let's see when did cleveland score okay cleveland scored when he was in so he is in line for the win uh but only goes five innings today he gives up one hit one run you'll take that yeah i mean that's very satisfying when it comes to i guess throw him out there see how he's doing after that that knee i guess i guess there was a bruise doing a lot of guessing i don't know what i need some answers i don't know what the knee situation exactly was but it's good to see him out there uh getting four strikeouts and uh um, being back out there because it looked kind of when you saw it out uh, when he had that knee injury it looked kind of scary because anytime there's a non-contact knee injury uh you always kind of uh, guess i hate to say guess but you guess that it's not going to be good but what kind uh, of jeans are you wearing today by the way none <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool if you said guess guess but that might have been before your time you ever heard of guess no i haven't oh, i had guess jeans yeah, this guy. He he was sheltered. He lived a sheltered life. <laughs> I guess did. Jeans, I kind of did. Put those on a Friday. <laughs> Wait, uh, the guest jeans are your Friday jeans? Oh yeah. <laughs> did you work for Jerry Richardson? <laughs> <laughs> that you're back. Welcome back, my guy. Jeans Friday. Jeans Friday for Joey. <laughs> Jerry said, "Hey, uh, Joey, I need you in those guesses coming up this Friday." All right, Kevin has responded in the YouTube chat. The question is. Do we read his response? I say yes. What do you say, Chandler? I say yes. All right. Well, that's enough. So, Kevin has issues. He's very concerned about Pirate Radio. Could be the the demise of Pirate Radio. I told him to go kick rocks. Go find something he likes. With all the options today, this is not 1947 where all you could do is look outside on your porch and your favorite TV show was the deer running in the woods. We have options today, right? You got TV, you got radio, you got streaming, you've got TikTok, you've got InstaFoot, you got all that stuff. <laughs> so my advice would be just leave. Kevin says, ha ha, the doofus here. The show is better now with fat man and little boy. <laughs> fat man sorry to spam the show with the truth of the matter pay for players i feel like kevin's had some good comments though recently and then i don't know i i don't know i think you might be thinking of a different kevin Kevin's an odd guy yeah <laughs> this guy's uh this guy marches to the beat of a different drum so to speak fat man and little boy i kind of like that we be superheroes this guy wears guest jeans on thursday if you know what i'm saying (laughs) he's the kind of guy that wears guest jeans on uh on a weekday that's not a weekend day if you know what i mean jamie says oh my god chandler doesn't know guests no i don't okay (laughs) all right i don't know a lot of things fair enough good day for gavin williams though yes sir all right, number two on our Fleet Feet Rundown yesterday. Uh, had a chance to catch up with Marlon Gunn. Marlon Gunn! He has a perfect Gus Johnson name. We got to get Gus to do one of our games. We got to get we gotta get in the Big Ten. And listen to this ECU crowd! Can we get JJ back here? I want to ask him ECU's chances to get into the Big Ten. We got to get in the Big Ten. Let's hear what Marlon Gunn had to say yesterday when he met with the media flock. Marlon, come out of the 
the Michigan game, what do you feel like offensively y'all y'all learn? What can y'all improve from? I feel like we'll just have to cut like most of the penalties down and just, you know, just focus on like the mistakes that we made, like try to work on those going into this next game. Because Michigan game is like, you know, pretty much beat ourselves, you know, like it was more things that we could have worked on and, you know, like drop balls, just everything. So I feel like, you know, just get back to the drum board and just watch that film and just learn from it. How was it like playing in the big house? It, it was a good experience, like never played in front of that many people in my life. So. It was a good experience overall. Going into the game, we knew what you and Rajay brought to the table, but we've heard a lot about J.B. Spahn in the offseason. Off how do you think he played in his first game? I feel like his first game, he showed up. Like He was ready. He had, you know, not many mistakes, but, you know, I mean, if he did have mistakes, you know, his freshman mistakes, you know, so yeah, we could always correct those. But I feel like he did, you know, a real good job, like a real good job. Home opener this weekend. You ready? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ready. I'm ready to see the doubt and get rocking, man. <laughs> I think there was about as much 20 personnel in that game this past week as there was all of last year. You guys kind of like being in the backfield together in 20, 21 personnel? Yeah, I feel like 20 personnel, you never know who's going to get the ball. And if you have two weapons in the back, man, it's going to confuse them because they don't know which way to go. And so we could play a lot of that and beat people like that. Did you feel more comfortable just having another like a year under your belt playing? Yeah, yes, sir. I felt like more experience and, you know, being that I've already, you know, it don't matter the team we play. I feel like being that I've already, you know, been in some of those situations, I knew, like, what to do, you know, and when to do it. Yeah, as as a back footy, I showed some flashes Saturday, but, you know, there wasn't a ton of running room, so you're looking forward to, to, you know, playing more games, really showing off how good this backfield can be. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. We're definitely working on that. We're definitely working on that. We're going to be right. How much does that competition, you know, kind of drive you all? Because really – I know Coach Houston feels like y'all have three, four starting running backs. It helps us, you know, and we help each other, you know. Nobody out, like our running back room is huge, so it's just like everybody want to see everybody win. Like nobody, like, you know, if I go, I'm like, okay, I'm coming behind you. You know what you see. Let me know what you see. If I go, then Jay Bunn come, he like what you see. You know, we helping each other as the game go on. Is there a feeling that you have, when it is your time on the field, like you have to make something happen, like just because it is splits, you know, between three, four guys? Right. You have to take advantage of every opportunity to get because being that those holes were closing so fast, it's like there's only so much you could do. So it's just like you just got to do what you got to do. Marlon, it seemed like y'all ran a lot more gap schemes and zone schemes. Is that something new for the offense this year, just kind of with Coach Mo, or is that a running back thing you kind of brought up? Um... I'll probably say more of a coach mode thing. He kind of changed the way offensive line blocked. So it just, you know, opened up more for us as running backs, and we see more. You know. Do you like the power as opposed to the zone? Are you a downhill guy or do you like to get out on the outside? Downhill guy. Get out my way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your favorite part of game day? As you get ready to do this first game of the year, what's your favorite part? Pre-game warm-up, like, I just like to go out there and just get my mind right, just play some music and just think about, you know, see myself making these plays and different things like that. What's on the playlist? Music. Oh, Lil Boosie, automatic. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Uh, hit on some of the other tunnel walk or that pirate walk or coming out of the tunnel, uh, something during the game that's also non-football related that you really like, uh, you know, student singer. Like the, the boneyard gets me hype. I like the boneyard. They um they 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 always come with energy. Like you know, if I feel down about a play or something, I just love like hmm, that could easily be me. So let me get myself you know together. <laughs> How has it been for for you running backs with two starting quarterbacks? 
We just, I mean, you practice with them, you know, that's why we practice every day. So you practice with them, just learn them, you know, like learn, you know, maybe how this one might throw or how this one might read. Or So it's just, it's all about, you know, just working with them and just talking to them, communicating, honestly. All right, there is Marlon Gunn. That kid's got some bass in the voice. He's got a future in uh, radio DJ. Oh, no doubt. Sounded, uh, kind of makes me want to go a little lower. Get out my way. I like that downhill run I, like, I like downhill get out of my, my way and uh i'm with alan vick i cannot tell you one little boozy song little boozy y'all know how i feel about lil little boozy <laughs> lil is so i just overplayed at this point everybody's part of the game but boozy's your era though he's your era rapper. Say, he's no not. he's not i mean you know how old i am not that old i think little boozy is the same age as you are no, he's. Oh, oh! I, you were looking at me when you said it, but yeah, he's close to your age. Holy crap, he is. Yeah, so he's your era rapper. Yeah, you should know. LaBosa. But he's not my era. The era, era. Everybody at your high school had his haircut. They go to Saturday. They go to barbershop. Can I get a boosted face? Torrance Hatch. When I was in high school, it was still like, well, the Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP had come out. That's just what you paid attention to. No, no, no. There was plenty more, <laughs> like Outcast. Um, it was just it was a few years after the deaths of biggie and tupac uh dmx had really just come on the scene like that's my era this boozy guy when did he come out with his first stuff he is one year younger than me okay 2003 to 2005 so i was out of high school his biggest song is wipe me down in 2006 okay so i was uh 25 i was mid heard that song I don't think so. I wipe me down. Wipe me down. Wipe me down. Okay, maybe. You definitely got down to that song. Back in your Conley days or something like that. No, I'm telling you, no. I was not at Conley. This was uh, six years after I was at Conley. I graduated high school in 2000. Wipe me down. No, I'm not going to do that. You already patted me. I'm not wiping you, though. <laughs> Look, little boy, I ain't wiping you. All right, fat man. <laughs> <laughs> fat man. Uh, Mike P said it best. All these Lils don't equal up to one biggie. Lil should have stopped after Lil Kim. She's my Lil. After Lil. And don't even say Lil Wayne. What do you mean, don't even say Lil Wayne? People that put him up there is like one of the all-time best annoy me. I mean, if you go, if we if had you to go make a around and Rushmore. do a survey and say, <laughs> finish the name, and you say Lil, they're going to say Wayne. If, if, if say we had Wayne, to do a Mount fine. Rushmore of Lil's, okay, yeah. I think Wayne would be on a lot more than Kim's. That is sad. That is very sad. <laughs> I mean, it's the well, truth, why can they both be up there? Yeah, really. I, because Joey's if young. You know, and that and is, music yeah. is all about age, too. I yeah, get that. Age I get that. You could probably look at the Lil mount rushmore's and you could tell what age that person is yeah yeah pirate radio tailgate if you were to go around and ask people that question <laughs> how many you know i'll be at the tailgate this i don't Saturday. know i'll list. go i'll do it on location hey we're on location at dowdy ficklin stadium going around and seeing what people's favorite lil is what's your favorite lil? You than wayne's or wayne's over kim all right uh let's see kevin we don't care what you think about the start of quarterback situation There's a bunch of nfl news Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, Eric says these swamp arse temperatures are unbearable. This weather is almost as hot as Chandler's takes. Yeah, it is tough walking to class. Yeah, I would imagine so. Too tough. How you doing in school, son? 
Let's let's just keep it radio. Really? Yeah, let's just keep come it. Come on, man. I come here to not think about school. How about that? I was so proud of Joey last week. He said, man, I can't make it to trivia. I got to study tonight. Guess who walked in the door? That AJ's. <laughs> Joey. That's right. Screw studying. Yeah, worry about that later. It's too early to be studying in the semester. And we'll really. that midterm finals, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about your, your parents' situation, but like. They'll probably give you a semester or two where you just completely screw up and you can make it up on the back end. Oh, no, I already had that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're already behind that? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you're in the we got to do good portion oh, absolutely. of your career. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let me text DB and let me see if he's going to be at trivia tonight because I'm going to be honest. I miss 100%. I'm just going to be honest. I miss 100%. So just tell him that it got canceled or something. No, I want him, just... to, I want him to come to trivia. And if I had to, I'll split off with you guys. I'll ride or die with you guys. I don't see why we always are forced to split off. Because, because you're at a table huge. with like 12 people. It, it, but there's like a three or team. four of us that don't even talk. That is true. That is true. Like the guys, some, some of the I don't want to call out names, yeah, but we're not doing some people anything. that don't yeah, just come here and enjoy their time. But it's around. optics. It's optics. Oh, Don Juan has a good, uh, his favorite Lil. A little scary. Oh, absolutely. A little scary. <laughs> a little, little scary is on oh, my Mount Rushmore. Little. A little scary. He's also the oldest. I think he died in like 1924, too. No. Mm. Yeah. He's a goat. Like, well, have you heard he's a goat? I'm a ghost? That was his first song. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> have a, you not heard that? Have we ever heard that? <laughs> no, I, I just, you know what? Since Lil Scary is such a lyricist, I didn't get that. You know, when he said it at first. But now I get it. Oh, man. Joey gunning for a permanent PRL job. I'd love to have Joey. Although, part of the reason I think I like Joey so much is he's only here like two days a week. Like we could get tired of three. him if he's around too long. All right, come on. Three. three. Oh, Saturday. Oh, we count? Yeah. Wednesday, Friday, well, Saturday. Normal no, week, he'll be count. three because Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm just not counting Labor Day. I wasn't here Labor Day. Yeah, oh. Like, well, then four. Four. For four. game days. You did a great job on game day. Appreciate it. Four out of the six days that were on air with you. Including Saturday, but like pregame tailgate. All right, we got huge NFL news. First of all, Travis Kelsey listed as questionable for Thursday night. Yep. I'll say this. I have Travis Kelsey in one league, and it's a best ball league, so I'm good. Uh, best ball, for those that don't know, you just draft a team, and it automatically sets your lineup for who scores the most points at each position that week. So I'm either going to have Kelsey or the crap tight end i drafted other than him which i don't even remember off the top of my head um so if you have do you have kelsey in any leagues no but i had a buddy who like sadly got cup and kelsey in the same mm. team so. chandler you don't have kelsey do you no because right now would you know i don't have kelsey let's say you had kelsey and pat fryermuth who would you start fryermuth Really? This week, week one, yeah, Fryer move. What if you had? Let me, let me, let's let's play a little game here. Let's play a little game. And hyper and extension, he has to play tomorrow. Do any of you out there listening on YouTube or Facebook have Travis Kelsey? If so, let me know your backup and what your plan is. So let's say you have Kelsey, and who would be your uh, your backup if you drafted like Gerald Everett for the Chargers? Who would you start this week? Again, just the other person because he hyperextended his knee. We got that what news two days ago. So you're and going other person. Other person. Okay. Regardless. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Chandler, how about you? Other person. If it says Kelsey's going to play, you wouldn't start him. 
No, if if Kelsey plays, then I but would. That's the whole point of this. No, the point, yeah, the point is to consider that he's playing. Obviously, if I he doesn't still, play, you're not going to start him. If they said he was 100% and was ready to start on Thursday night, I still wouldn't start him. The I'm question is banged up Kelsey versus your backup. What are you doing? No, backup. <laughs> okay. I'm going backup. All right. Fair enough. Thank you. Because, I mean, anytime he could be like, all right, I'm good. Let me go out. Yeah. Yeah. It's week one. I, I gave it a try, but it's not feeling too good. John says, I have Kelsey and no backup. <laughs> so he probably went through the draft like, I'm just going to play Kelsey, and when they have a bye week, pick I'll pick somebody, somebody up. I'll worry about it then. That stinks, John. Now you're going to have to drop somebody to, to pick up a tight end. Or, John, do you pick up Laporta? If Laporta's in your league, I want to be in your league because <laughs> he's on all my teams already. Oh, yeah. If, if, if you're in a league where Laporta's available, let me get in your league next year. <laughs> Um, Skip says, Clip, quit treating Chandler bad. Skip, mind your business. But Chandler, love you, buddy. Love you too. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Other big news. You want me to write awesome things? Joey Bosa oh, yeah. is Nick Bosa's brother. And Nick Bosa <laughs> Good has agreed to a five-year, $170 million extension. Well, well, as, as you would say to me, well said. Well said. 122 and a half is guaranteed. All right, so he is in. We're still waiting on Chris Jones for the Chiefs. And what's the Brian Burns update, boys? Yeah, that's Brian Burns. Scary right now. Um, he was at practice today in full pads. There was a video that surfaced from different Panthers beat writers of everybody stretching, but Brian Burns just kind of standing there and not stretching at all. Um, now the question was, will he will he be a full participant in practice? If you saw at the end of the day, if he was a part of the injury report, um, then he did not practice, but he was not a part of the injury report. Uh, so he was a full participant in practice today. So still no talks or updates about what the uh, what the contract situation is. There is no contract, I could say, as of right now. Yeah, but the rumors right now are like uh, that he wants both some numbers, but the Panthers are talking Crosby numbers, which is around the $23 million a year mark. And I don't know. The headlines are that the, the agents and the Panthers are a bit far apart. So, um, so uh, yeah, still waiting on Brian Burns and that update. Did you have something? Uh, just moving along. We got some other stuff to get to. Okay. I was going to say there was also, if you're a Panther fan listening, did not practice today. DJ Sharp with a hamstring, Deshaun Williams with an illness, some limited guys with Sam Franklin, Terrace Marshall Jr., Adam Thielen, and then the new guy, Amir Smith Marset, was not. Uh, was limited in practice today. So I mean, Thielen's going to play. Four receivers today on the practice report. He was moved to questionable, though. He's really? questionable on, on offense. What if you're without Shark and Thielen? And I have Thielen Dang. almost anything. Ball, man. Dag darn. Miles Sanders went healthy, though. Well. Is it known that Cooper Cup is out for week one? Has that been? I, is that I, confirmed? I, yeah, I see that now. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was, yeah, Cooper Cup out. This is from Dave Richard from uh, CBS Sports. Um, all right, uh, Commander's News. Jamison Crowder back with the Commanders. I didn't know he was still in the NFL. We drafted him a spot or two ahead of Justin Hardy uh, back in the day. Um, <clears throat> Chase Young was practicing in pads today. Slow clap. <laughs> Terry McLaurin also in pads. I've uh, got our bet written down, by the way. I haven't forgotten. Okay, good. We are talking about that the other day. Yep. We've got two bets. We've got Chase Young and... Is it Payne or Allen? So uh, we've got Brown plus Burns versus Payne plus Young. 
uh, Chase Young. Yeah. yeah. On sacks. Uh, that bet is a free order of wings over. We got That's Sam Howell versus Bryce Young. Uh, Howell has plus 400 on the yard. I was so dumb. <laughs> Meaning, if Bryce, if Sam Howell has 399 more yards than Bryce Young, you win. Wait. you uh, If if no, Bryce no, no. wins, you if have Bryce to buy me Young, three waters at if, AJ's. If Bryce Young has 399 more passing yards than Sam Howell, I still win the bet. Yes. Wow. That Joey. was a bad one. But thank God I'm not a it's part It's okay. Of that. I'm only giving you 10 chicken wings, it says here. So, All right. Uh, any other NFL news before we take a break? Got to get to P Mace. Nope. Uh, Jamar Gibbs thinks he'll get 1,500 yards this year. Jamar? What about Jameer? Jameer. Jameer. Thinks he'll get 1,000 rushing and 500 receiving. Joe Burrow. Were you asking a question or making a comment? Uh, do you guys think we'll, he'll do it? Um, what were the numbers again? 1,000 rushing, 500 receiving. No, that's a lot. It's a, a well, lot. a thousand yards rushing isn't that much in the NFL in seventeen games. So I'll go a thousand four hundred. I mean, it's still a lot for a rookie. So. Yeah, but th- they love to wear these rookies out yeah. while they got them on that rookie contract. Joe Burrow's health trending up. Saw that news, and uh, I reckon that's about it. All right, let's take a break. When we return, P. Mace, Patrick Mason, will join us in the Pirate Radio Studios talk more fantasy later in the week we'll do some start sit that'll be fun on friday uh also coming up thursday on the show marcus crandall kevin monroe bmoc jeff nadu wager mcgee makes his return on friday i got a bone to pick with him a lot of l's in week one and uh patrick mason joins us when we return after this i want you so much darling i You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Russell's with Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington is cleaning out the attic on September 9th. It is their sidewalk sale day, and they're going to clean up and clear out. They've been known to do some crazy things on the sidewalk, and this time it's no different. Prices are incredibly low, and sales are final. So mark your calendar now for this Saturday, September 9th, and hit Main Street for the best selection because when it's gone, it's gone. Shop Russell's in downtown Washington for the once-in-a-great-while sidewalk sale and save some money. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Joey hanging out, Chan Man, and old DB, Danny Beal, in the house. Very busy with baseball, with school, but glad to have him here on Wednesdays, some Fridays. And he was busy on Saturday, but, man, you want to talk about coming through Brought us some uh, some drinks, some I think just drinks, yeah. but but they were key drinks. We were early in the morning, getting the gunk out of our eyes, trying to, to get hype. And when we saw DB, it really pepped us up and got us through the show. So thank you, Danny. We appreciate that. Joey actually did work, so we appreciate that too, Joey. But DB <laughs> DB got us fired up with his appearance. And apparently he was upset that we did not like roll the red carpet out for him today when he walked in. Why was he angry there? 
Why is he so? Oh, here he is. Here we go again, exaggerating. Like what? Here's the thing. I think I might have spoiled him because when he did walk in, I was like. There he is. Yeah, see, What's up? You, you and expecting, then everybody was like, I guess he might have thought that everybody was going to have You're expecting like that. Chandler treatment from everyone. No, I was not. Okay, listen. Here's the deal. I gave Shirley a free pass because she's probably actually getting the show set up. You were on your phone, and Joey was just staring. I was on the camera You're, phone see, making sure we can get P-Mates. We're it's working, angle. dude. It's, it's a just, work space. I, I understand that, but you can't even give me like a, hey, what's up? It's just like I'm treating like chopped <laughs> liver on, around guys. here. I'm chopped liver around here now because I'm not here every day. I gave you a firm handshake. I looked in the eyes. Hey, hey, don't. I get it. But I'm just like, <laughs> chop right. liver. You want a little bit more? Chop liver. Patrick Mason's here. How did you feel about your welcome to Pirate Radio? It was, it was a fair welcome. Well, how about it's if I don't turn good. your mic off? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take that back. I take that back. You don't even want to. I mean, what's going on here? Man, Patrick, good to see you. It's like chop liver or something. See, that's here, what right? I'm saying. It sucks. <laughs> Some people like chop liver. I was going to say, it's definitely not unwarranted, but chopped liver is like the food people go to when it's like a crappy, you know, have you experience. Ever, have you ever eaten chopped liver? I don't liver? think so. No. Well, why is it chopped? Is it just like the way to eat it? Have you ever tried to eat a full liver? No. All I, right, then. I have not seen one how about liver, liver soup no i'm out all right liver soup. <laughs> i'm out and for that reason i'm out yep all right let's uh patrick first question of the day what's more likely to happen bears beat the packers or pirates beat the thundering herd pirates beat the thundering herd R- really yes i don't I, i'm not sure how i feel about the bears yet so both teams at home yep what's the line on the bears packers favored both teams dogs you know they should be it's like a one it's one point one way or the other i can't remember off the top of my head it is bears minus one okay i have this pit in my stomach this fear that jordan love is going to be the next awesome oh god and i'm like are you scared yes i'm like the packers cannot just roll if they get a third generational talent at quarterback i'm going to be so sick i'm going to be your entire life yes you've had to watch hall of fame quarterbacks yeah it's brutal they like I forget what the thing is, but they're it's like one in thirteen the Bears are against the Packers in the past I don't know how many years. Aaron Rodgers was the owner. He is gone. Yep. Now this I mean it's a big game because it's a division game. It's a week one game. You always want to start the season off to a good start. But even beyond that, the the Aaron Rodgers owning them the Packers going to a new quarterback. It feels like a big game for that perspective too. Like yeah. hey, it's a new day. <laughs> The Packers don't just smack us around anymore like we're less than. We're going to actually beat the Packers. We're going to be a factor, and it all starts Sunday. It's a big game. Yeah, and if Jordan Love looks like J.J. McCarthy did last week, dotting everybody up, I'm mm. going to be really upset. All right, way to bring it back to ECU. Great segue, <laughs> great transition. That is why he's a pro. Before we dive completely into ECU, Eric says, if P. Mace is even remotely thinking about soup on this scorching hot day, he is one sick individual, and I like it. Yes. Are you thinking about soup at all? I am now. <laughs> Bring it on. I offered Chandler some lunch today. I brought him some leftovers. And, is there still uh, left any? Is there there any? is. Chandler turned me oh. down, though. Mm. I did um, chicken, stuffing, taters, green peas. Oh, yeah. And I got some. I had some gravy. And for some reason, I went with the... Uh, I love some cream of celery. I'm a cream of celery guy. So I, I just put a little bit of that in there to mix it. I kind of mixed it all together, made a casserole right. type thing. That's, and you turned it down? I'm going to probably get some during the break. 
<laughs> I think there's only one little piece of chicken left, but the, that's fine. All those stuffs there. Uh, but I did go with a little bit of soup in the dish last night because sometimes it's not just about a soup. Like you can add soup to yeah, other dishes for sure. It's a good People binder. Forget that. Yeah. People do forget. Look at that. look. Joey's like, hmm. You're right. Well, because <laughs> everything you that. said, I had never like tried anything like that. So don't get casserole. Opening up new up. doors. Yeah. You want to? Uh, you want to try some? I do want to try some. Actually, <laughs> now I'm nervous. Y'all are gonna like <laughs> I'm not my gonna spit it out. My gross food. All right, P Mace, how was your trip to the big house? It was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was just neat, kind of seeing the big house, the the big old stadium. Um, it did fill up, like the students, you know, kind of they trickled in at the end. But when that thing was full, it was loud and it was really cool. It was just like a giant bowl. Yeah. So, like I mean, the whole thing is just full with people. Um, the thing I was actually surprised about. So I walked up to the top step. I was just like, I wonder what it's like here in the top row in the biggest stadium and it was that it was a really good seat like there wasn't really a bad seat in the house like you didn't need binoculars to see what was going on um so however they did that and however they mashed all those people in there it, it did it well how did the like entry points work into the stadium it was a little little wonky um i mean there's obviously like gates you can walk in but like, i'm saying like to get to your seat like, do you walk up to go down? Do you walk in and go up then? Like, Yeah, there's different. Yeah, the key, like, if you're on the, the upper deck, you, yeah. you got to go to, like, the second level, and then you can find your seats. Okay. Because you wouldn't want to it all up. does just look like one connected yeah. whole thing, basically. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to walk in on, the like, that concourse level, that first level, and then walk up 96 rows. That would be a nightmare. Could you if you wanted to? Uh, yeah, you could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, and I got it, it made for some great photos that I've seen. Just uh, all the maze in the stands. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Aside from calling that color maze, um, it, it was pretty cool. You don't like that? No. It's yellow? Yeah. Can I ask a question? It's definitely yellow. Do we run out with a P6 flag? You know, I, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice it, so I was not offended to see that bad boy. I wonder if that one is retired now. I'm going to be on the lookout for it now uh, on Saturday. If I could find it, can we make a video of you burning the <laughs> P6 flag? Yes, that would be the one flag I would be comfortable on video burning. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the game itself, Patrick. Um, you know what? Let's not, because we got to take one more break this hour. Here's the plan, by the way. We'll do an on-air and uh, an off-air. We're doing an off-air meeting on-air. We're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk ECU Michigan briefly. We're going to take a break, start hour three, talk ECU Marshall with Patrick Mason. Patrick and I are going to leave for ECU football. Is this cool with you so far? So far, so good. Okay. Chandler's going to take over. We're going to run my interview with Steve Cotton and then take a break and then chandler's gonna have a a segment of his own in the big chair the chan segment joey's fired up for that and then uh we'll wrap it up so that's the plan the rest of the way everybody good ready all right let's do it break that was terrible we'll be back (laughs) with you pirate radio live on a wednesday after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Pretty good. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, intern Joey. DB, Danny Beal, in turn, Dan, Chan Man, P Mace. All right, Chandler, you tried some of my chicken stuffing concoction from last night. How was it? Let's just say this is that I'm ready for the next break so I can go finish it. Was it good? I mean, you don't have to say it's good. No, it's, it's really good. I think it's good. I think it's, uh, it's a really good mixture of peas, stuffing. The chicken's really good. I cut that up and mixed it in. Uh, so I like it. Was it better heated up or cold? Um,. I mean, it's better heated up, but it's one of those things that I could eat it cold if, I, if, if there wasn't a microwave Interesting. in the area. Yeah, outside of the chicken, really, like the peas, the um, the stuffing even, and the potatoes, pretty good cold. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. I heard Joey and uh, DB talking about this during the break. Joey, is your current GPA higher or lower than Danny Bill's ERA from last year? Hmm. Yeah, without without knowing, what would you say? Get on the go ahead and get on the mic. I'd hope for the sake of the both of us that my GPA is higher than his ERA is. Uh, are you comfortable telling us what your GPA is? Yeah. What it's is a, it? It's a three two three. Well, guess what? You're good, and DB's good too, because his ERA last year was a two seven zero. Woo wee! Which is probably around my GPA from school, because I don't think I was in the threes. Danny, why are you looking at me like that? You're a you're a, you're a nerd. Oh no! In a good way. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. My ERA years prior. Oh, let's look at that. It was like a five five five. five. I don't even remember what it was. Five, five point yeah. I think my sophomore year was a four five four four yeah, four maybe. I would four never four, have five. a four point five GPA. Four. Now, Danny, what's your GPA? Three eight three nine. Nice. All right, let's see. I think it was a four or four five, or maybe it might have been three five, but it was around there. Danny Bill. My sophomore year. Whoa. I got a 225 for 2021. Yeah, that was my. I threw like 15 innings. That doesn't really count. Oh, okay. My yep. sophomore year, I threw like 40 innings. I think I got four, three, five, four, five, four. I don't think he's on that team. <laughs> well, have I looked at every year? Oh, 20, yeah. We have. 2022. Uh, 2022, I left out. Yep. 2022, Danny Beal, ERA. Let's see what we got here. It is looking like four nine seven. Yeah, not, not great. Five and two win loss record. That's a scholar right That's there. Got some run support. That's a scholar. It's embarrassing. Very. I uh, I would not tell anybody. Remember that time that I started game three against Texas too? <laughs> All right. I'm oh yeah. I'm gonna oh, yeah. mute my mic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Danny has a great sense of humor. He can poke fun of himself. He can also take. He, he brings it back to us. I love it. But like when we were walking in the pirate radio yeah, party, that's what I was about to bring up. <laughs> like, uh, is your name on the list? And I said, no, he's he's working with us. He's an intern. And Danny was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm working. I'm going to do the shirts. And 
I said, oh, he's the guy that blew it against Texas in the Super Regional. Nobody <laughs> laughed. And I'm over here dying like, laughing. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, I mean, because it was people, it was two younger females who had no clue what we were talking I'm about. I'm dying laughing. And they're like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, always fun. And, I, and they're like, you son of a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had tickets to Omaha yeah, that You guys year. have mini bats you're, you're handing out? I can, I can get a hold of them. <laughs> All right, P-Mace, East Carolina, Michigan. Uh, what's your take on the two quarterback system? Um, I don't I, I don't think anyone likes it. I don't I don't know if the team likes it. Um, I got news for I, you, I buddy. Know. I like it. You do? Yeah. I, I think in a perfect world, you, you wouldn't want a two-quarterback system. Well, you know what? Uh, we're not uh, in you know a perfect what I say world. about no. this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I understand the, the situation where Who's we're at. Really? I, I'm, I like I'm already knowing what you're saying. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like it, necessarily. I think it, the, idea, the ideal situation is one of these quarterbacks proves that they can handle the starting job. And Has that happened? Not yet. We've played one game against one of the better defenses they're probably going to see all. several off-seasons, too. We have Where teams determine their starting but quarterback. But we even asked uh, Coach about it last year. You know, we said, you know, we're going to play the players that are going to win the game. And last year and for the past, what, four years before that, was it was holding nailers. We got two winning quarterbacks. We got to play them both, Patrick. Uh, do we have two winning quarterbacks? Or does ECU have two winning quarterbacks? I don't know yet. I don't know if they know. And I think that's okay. I think we're going to learn a lot about this team on Saturday. That is a good go to uh, phrase, by the way. It is. We're going to learn a lot about. Sure, but I, I think. And I agree with it. Yeah. But Michigan, it was really tough, man. Like every every snap, that defensive line was just pushing everyone back. Like the quarterbacks, they, they rarely had clean pockets. Um, I noticed in the second half, Mason, even Alex was doing this as well. They were stepping into into some throws in that first quarter. Everything was off the back foot. They yeah. were rolling out. Like it was just get this ball away from me. I don't want to get get hit like it, it was a definitely an eye-opening experience i think for everyone on the field there yeah and we'll talk more about it today with mike houston and with donnie kirkpatrick uh and and ask some questions I, i'm gonna ask if nobody else does about the reps like i'm assuming they go 50 50 or is it is it more to mason is it more to alex i don't know i don't even know if they'll tell us the answer uh because they're very hush hush by the way week two of the season week two of having no depth chart yeah, and I, I think that's probably going to continue. I don't know if he's going to release this on on Tuesdays anymore. That Last stinks. year it was not. It does stink. It, it's terrible. There's this uh, uh, this website I use. Um, it it kind of posts all the two deeps for a lot of matchups throughout the the year. And for the American Conference, almost every team has their two deeps posted, and, and ECU is just grayed out. You know, unclickable, obviously, because they're not releasing that stuff. Hmm. But it's just sort of a shame that you know we we just don't know. Skip. Uh, uh a stat that he liked is the amount of rushing yards from Michigan and the way we played them uh, as far as the run game goes. Yeah, I guess if you wanted to take some positive out of last Saturday, it's that ECU showed that they can still stop the run. That was probably one of the, the strongest part of the defense last year. I think this year they, they looked really solid, that defensive front. Um, they made some plays, man. They were tackling. Even the, the DBs when they were coming downhill were making plays. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if there's a positive takeaway, if something to feel good about last week was the, the run defense looked pretty solid. Can we stop the pass? Uh, we'll, we'll learn more about that on uh, yeah Saturday because we did a good job against the run. Um, and McCarthy looked pinpoint yeah. accuracy the whole day. And that was a trend that continued from a year ago. Although I feel like last year – it was big plays in the passing game where there wasn't mm-hmm. too many big plays given up by ECU. Almost maybe they 
did they play it that way where hey let's make them drive and, and beat us that way yeah it's certainly possible but i mean there was some good coverage downfield but you know like, especially like those corner routes where you know you run up and you head to the sideline like mccarthy was just dotting everything up and i think he he had four incompletions and two of those were drop passes so everything was on receivers hands just in perfect spots so it like they, they played really well. Um, I, don't, I don't think ECU did anything horrible. You're looking at it and go, wow, like what in the world are we doing out here? It was just sort of an overmatched situation, I think. Yeah, Marshall, a favorite uh, this weekend as East Carolina plays the Thundering Herd at 4 o'clock. We'll be with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, planning to hook up with Patrick sometime in that four hours. And, of course, we're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. I think our, uh, the post game went like 230-plus. Like, yeah. pretty average time for right. a on average, quarter. On average, it's around two and a half hours. I think this one might be – it's going to be at least that long. I'm going to say even a little longer because if the Pirates win, people will be excited. If they lose and go to 0-2, it's going to be a real long one, I think. Yeah, so I'm thinking about two, two hours and 45, 45 minutes. Yeah, two hours and 45 minutes. So uh, get your call in, 317-1250 this Saturday. Had a, a lot of fun on that show. Awesome to have – Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols with us, uh, breaking it down, and that'll be the case. And we'll uh, throw in a little Billy Weaver this Saturday as well. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back. Hour three on tap, more with Patrick Mason uh, and Steve Cotton also coming up this final hour as well. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite the fried shrimp plate after work down on main street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with your pirate radio live full house today shirley rhodes intern db intern joey former intern chan man patrick where did you intern um, at a newspaper in Chicago. Um, the Chicago Tribune? It was the Northwest Herald, it was called. How I was that? Some, it was cool. I got to do some stuff. I did a mix of some news, so I actually covered like a house fire one time, but I also got to cover like the Chicago White Sox. Um, so it was, like, it was a big mix of stuff. It, it was pretty good. Did um, Ozzie Guillen ever cuss you out or anything? No. It was actually during the... I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was cool. Robin Ventura was the manager. Robin Ventura. So talking to him in the dugout, and he was just like the most disinterested guy. Yeah. He was just not a not fit for a manager, I don't think. There you go. He was fit for getting his head beat in by <laughs> Nolan Ryan. That's right. Jamie said the number one reason Marshall's a favorite on the road, ECU's doing a two-quarterback system. So, Jamie, you tell me if Mike Houston, when we talked to him in an hour, says, Mason Garcia is our guy. He is our starter. We evaluated the film. We took what we learned from offseason. He's our starter. You think that line flips? Is that what you're telling me? I'm going to wait till your response. Everybody just be quiet. 
until he types something in. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, I think there's a lot of question marks on this this offense. Who is our go-to receiver? Jalen Johnson. But is he? A, do we have game changers like we've had in the past? Is he a game changer? It's a fair question. Our O line held up. Pass pro. I mean, didn't give up a sack, but couldn't open any running lanes. Now that was against Michigan. Uh, I think it'll be much much better against Marshall. But uh, look, we've got questions. Can we stop the uh, the pass? Jamie yep. says no. The fact we're having to play two quarterbacks. All right, Jamie. So what you're telling me is, if East Carolina had a really good quarterback, we wouldn't be underdogs. No crap. What <laughs> what point are you trying to make? If we had a good team, we'd be a favorite over Marshall? Yeah, that's not hard to figure that's out. That's how it works. Good teams are favored over teams that aren't good. There's right. just a yeah, there's just a lot of question marks. That's that's why the line is what it is. But you gotta think Marshall struggled in their opener as well. They got a bunch of new players. I think was it like thirty transfers or something like that. They, did, yes. they didn't score in the first half. They were losing ten nothing in the third quarter. They kind of figured it out at the end, I guess, but it's not like there's some some world beater either. Uh why did they struggle against the Albany Great Danes? We'll ask uh Steve Cotton when he joins us coming up in a few minutes. Uh as to why that score was as tight as it was and also uh, some key players on that marshall side uh i am excited for the home opener though and it, last week just felt like I, I called it a wrestling match it was like a champion versus a jobber they brought their own ref to the game yeah. to the match as well and it did, we didn't really have a shot it, we got paid a lot of money to go in and lose this week feels like we're fighting in our weight class yep. and it feels real last week did not feel real yeah, this this it has a feeling of like the season opener almost. It, it you know you can't just obviously throw it away, but that this week has that feeling of this is the season opener. Now we can get going. We're running running this race with similar quality opponents. You know, um, I, I think that's what this week's going to be all about. Just get off on the right foot here. Just kind of reset, see what we can do, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll you know as we said, we'll learn learn something about this team. Johnny Stats is back. Johnny Stats. Charlie, can I get a stat to consider, please? Strat. Because this is uh, this is eye-popping. to consider. And again, I don't go back and check Johnny Stats' stats. I just take them to be gospel. Johnny Robertson says, Michigan's last 10 opponents are 10-0 and against the spread the week after facing the Wolverines and have covered by an average of 11 points per game. So that means ECU is covering and looking, looking pretty. Yes. That's a hell of a stat there, Johnny. That means we win by around a touchdown, a little more than a touchdown next week. DB? Mason and Flynn, me and Joe, or I guess technically me and Joey just agreed with me, but Mason and or Mason and Flynn throw for 200 yards each and two touchdowns. Wow. That is a lot of uh, touchdowns each. Uh, I don't know if there's enough uh, plays. I disagree. Happen. I disagree. <laughs> Good gracious. That's and a, that's a true two-quarterback system. But I, I sure guess is. If, if, one, if one quarterback's putting up those numbers as it is, you might not even need the other guy to show up. Exactly. And uh, let's just look back at their passing yards from week one just to see what kind of jump uh, it would take for them to both have 200-plus. Uh, Mason Garcia led the way with 80 yards. Alex Flynn had 52 you're telling me they're both going to go for two hundo. Just combine them and add like 20 yards and we're in business. 
what kind of business you running over there <laughs> a winning business <laughs> a failing business <laughs> by the way danny uh ecu lost to michigan are you serious <laughs> yeah wait <laughs> i mean you you said they would win you said you were gonna rub it in our faces Oh, Chandler, don't look at me like that. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I'm dude, just looking at you. Dude, stop. Dude. Uh, dude, dude. They did lose, yes. Okay, I get it. But, but, like Pime said, we're taking the thundering herd to the... To, to, to the boneyard this weekend, right? Did like I go, say that? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, in a different way, but I just made it more, made it more emphatic. Like, did I black out here for a couple minutes? They're going down. Paraphrasing. Yes. This is not a quote, a straight quote from him. He's paraphrasing. Uh, Robert has a question for us to ask Mike Houston. And I kind of like that question, actually. Wait, did he just delete it? Why did it just disappear? The old, think, the old think, vanishing think, ink trick. I think the question was, what position group do you think is going to make the biggest jump from week one to week two? Yeah, I kind of like that question. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's a fair question. I would I would like to see, if I was probably answering that, I would hope to see the receivers would take a jump. I think there was a lot of drops. Yeah. There was a lot of just, it, it seemed like they were just just not helping out the quarterbacks either. So that, that'd be something I'm looking at. Like you said, you know, we got to figure out, you know, who, who the top receivers are on this team and, and what we can do with them. All right, um, Dustin says Jalen Johnson doesn't seem reliable. I'm, I'm not ready to say that yet. It's been one game. He's, yeah, like what? He, he was, he was last game when he was healthy. He was hurt the, last year against yeah. the big like the. They literally were in the playoff last year, the number two team in yeah. the country. Like, okay. I'm not ready to make that statement yet. No, he says who's the most sure-handed receiver? Shane Calhoun? Question mark. Did Calhoun have a catch last week? He only had like two targets. I think. Yeah. But Again, we didn't get anything from right, last week. We didn't. And Shane does, to, to be fair, he catches everything, I feel like, when it's thrown near him. He does have some good hands. I'll tell you who stood out to me was Jared Gardner. Yes. He looked like a big target out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might see him. Jari, if Jari doesn't let that ball go right through his arms, he has a pretty good stat line. He's got at least 40. But that's a big if you got to catch that ball and Flynn put that ball right on him that too. was a perfect throw yep. it was right in the bread basket so look you, you got to improve uh week one to week two i talked to jason nichols former ecu wide receiver about that he said it's all about repetition uh bryce williams said are you staying after practice getting in the extra work on the jugs machine all that so i would think that kind of stuff is going on this week after the drop season. although i watched a lot of college football florida state lsu you got four and five star receivers dropping balls. I uh, just saw it across college football. So it happens, but when you're playing Michigan, it can't happen. When you're a three point dog, it's going to be a tight game. Every little play matters. It can't happen this weekend either. If you even, like, if you guys can stomach it, watch those first uh, spring, not spring training, uh, preseason NFL games. Everyone looks horrible there, too. You know, that, that week one, there is some rust. But like you said, man, like, one team didn't really have much of that rust, you know? So. Yeah, one, week one to week two, you got to shake that off. Jamie will not get off this. He says, Clip, you tell me, why did we go from a pick to a three-point underdog at home? Because of all the questions and uncertainty. And people bet, like lines move and stuff, too. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I'm saying you're just saying an obvious statement that if you said if we didn't have a two-quarterback system, or that's the reason why we're an underdog. Yes, because of the uncertainty. I get it. My point was... If you announce a starting quarterback today, you're still going to be a dog. That was my point. It's fine. We're on the same page. Whatever. Sorry if I overreacted. Mm. Bottom line is, 
We just came off playing a game at the big house against the number two team in the country, and we're coming back home for a for not like a great start time. And the fact that they're dogs is going to even further motivate them to not prove to everybody, like especially the doubters that are saying, oh, we have two quarterbacks. Oh, we can't stop the run of the pass. Oh, our offensive line didn't look great. On the, like it, They're going to come out motivated and pissed off pretty much to prove everybody wrong, especially against Marshall where they have an opportunity to go one-on-one into a big game next week. Yeah, that's a good point. There are some built-in like motivating factors. That was sure. a great point. I do have one issue with it. Okay. You bottom lined it. You you said bottom line is which make which means after I say this, topic's over. We're going to commercial. Like this is it. Bottom line. You 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 bottom lined us. Like I still want to talk more about it. You're, t- I'm t- you're still teaching me, all right? Because right, Stone Cold says so. He just bottom line. Bottom line. I'm like, well, Danny's got the last word. End of the page. Because if you say bottom line before something, that's the end of it. <laughs> You're still teaching me the tricks of the trade, all right? Give me a second, all right? I got this intern bottom lining me over here. Jeez Louise. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, I don't care if they both suck. Play one. We get it. We know how you feel. We get it. They're not going to play one. They're going to play one when they're ready. Dustin says, let's blow out Marshall. Everybody will be happy again. Yeah, sure. wins uh, heal just about everything. Winning is fun. Yes. He also said Rajay didn't look 100%. Bond looks explosive. Get him the ball more. I agree with getting Bond the ball as, as many different ways as you can. He did look good. He looks really good in space. But you're going to need a Rajay and a Marlin to soften up that defense. Yep. And, and you need a thumper. Yeah. For sure. I mean, <laughs> what's the cartoon? Got to do the football. What's the cartoon with thumper? Uh, Flintstones? No. Is that like the beaver guy? No, just... Dumper the Rabbit. Shirley, what's the cartoon with Dumper? They, uh, what's the cartoon with Dumper? Uh, Looney Tunes? No, it's uh, Bambi? You're talking about the movie? Yes, Bambi. Yes, Bambi. Bambi needed a Thumper, just like East Carolina needs one. They Man. needed Dumper in the beginning part of that went movie. a long I way think. for that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you went to three rest stops to get to that destination. <laughs> Missed my exit a couple times, uh, but there you go. <laughs> My headphones were put on backwards. So I didn't know what was going on. Shirley, thank you for saving me there. Yeah, you're the welcome. The left ear stuff coming in the right ear. I know. It was very confusing. I was like, wait, the cord's on the wrong side. Patrick, do we get to the quarterback Saturday? No sacks on Saturday. How about this week? Yeah, I say yes. I, I like the way the defensive line played. How about Marshall? You know how many sacks they had against Albany? Seven. Woo! You know how many we allowed against Michigan? Zero. Zero. Uh, Another great announcer radio phrase, something's got to give this week. (laughs) Something's got to give. Something's got to give. give. You jotting that one down, DB? (laughs) Bottom line, something's got to give. It's in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Patrick and I are about to split. Chandler, are you ready to take over? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Grab the bull by the horns. Now, for those of you Chandler Honeycutt fans, I am... Sorry to say there is a 20-minute interview with me talking coming up. Yep. So that takes away 20 of your minutes. But you will have an entire segment on your own. Yeah, we'll go down to the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. So, and also get uh, we'll get Danny B. And we'll get Joey's Games of the Weekend in college football. DB was fired up uh, earlier. You know why? Gavin got a win. Sure did. Didn't there even need run support. Classic Gavin outing. Classic Gavin run support. Yeah, <laughs> two to one. Uh, Guardians win it. Uh, congratulations to Big Gav. This is his first start since the little yep. knee deal, yep. right? Certainly went well. He threw 90 pitches, five innings. So look good. 
All right, we'll take a break. Come back, Chan Man, Shirley running the uh, show. And we got DB and Joey <laughs> here as well. Patrick and I off to ECU football practice. Chan Man takes over. We'll hear from Steve Cotton. And don't forget the giveaway. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. All right, welcome back. Pirate Radio Live here with you on a Wednesday. Joe Honeycutt here with you. Thanks, Shirley. Joey's here. So is intern Danny Beal chilling in the uh, lobby there. ECU, or excuse me, ECU Marshall coming up on Saturday at 4 o'clock on ESPNU. We'll have it ready for you to go. All things you need to know about ECU Marshall coming up at 12 o'clock on Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, after the game, we'll hear your thoughts, your reactions on ECU versus Marshall on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Now, if you want to hear about Marshall now, well, you're in luck because earlier today, Clip Brock talked to Marshall play-by-play voice Steve Cotton. They had a conversation about the uh, matchup between the Pirates and the Thundering Herd, and here is how that conversation sounded. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line, talk to the longtime voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd. He is Steve Cotton joining us here on the show. Steve, how you doing today? Doing all right. Football has arrived, so everybody's in a good mood, right? Absolutely. Uh, would have been better if the Pirates would have won on Saturday, but quite a tall test against those Michigan Wolverines. Looking forward to this Saturday, kicking it off with Marshall. And really a, a fun game. These And we've talked about it, Steve. These two get together and play some classics over the years. And also... The, the respect amongst the fan base. I remember past Marshall games and uh, how friendly the folks are when they roll in. Are you, are you expecting uh, some green to be in the stadium coming up this Saturday? No doubt about it. And it's always such an unusual game because of 1970. Yeah. So there's the weight of that. And then you look at the classic games that these two teams have played in more recent years. In fact, Marshall has played 18 overtime games in all of its history. There have been 16 games between Marshall and East Carolina, and several of those played before overtime was even a thing, and four overtime games, including (laughs) two double overtime games. There have been some classics. No doubt about it, and uh, looking forward to another one coming up on Saturday. We'll be with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, game kicks off at 4 o'clock, and we'll be with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Uh, a lot of questions on the Pirates' side uh, coming off a loss at Michigan, Steve, and we've got questions uh, about Marshall and as to why that score was as close as it was on Saturday, 21-17 to against Albany. So, uh, Steve, how, how do you answer that one? And what what did Marshall do well? Why were they not really able to, to pull away from the Great Danes? Well, some mistakes, not a huge number. The coaches, Coach Huff and staff, were not just irate 
about the way the team played, but some mistakes at critical times, including on the very first play from scrimmage when Marshall running back Rasheen Ali went 73 yards for an apparent touchdown that was brought back because of a hold and indeed a hold that did not affect the play. Marshall averaged nearly seven yards per snap of the football, 413 total yards, but only ran 61 plays compared with 74 for the Great Danes of the University at Albany, a, an SCF school who only had 300 yards, not a huge amount, not terrible, but it was just so-so. But Albany had a magic man at quarterback, guy named Reese Poffenbarger, who is as slippery as they come. For veteran fans, think back to the days of Roger Staubach or Fran Tarkenton just scrambling around. You have four, five, eight guys who might have a chance to get their hands on him and bring him down, but they can't. And then all of a sudden he stays alive long enough that eventually somebody comes open downfield, he makes a play, or the big play of the game for Albany came in the third quarter when Poffenbarger on fourth and one faked a handoff on the dive and turned the corner and ran 54 yards for a touchdown. That made the score 17-7. to Albany led at that point. Marshall then went up-tempo, really turbo-mode up-tempo. It was sprinting to the line of scrimmage and snapping the ball as soon as the officials allowed. That meant that uh, a team with not as much depth, Albany, all of a sudden was on its heels defensively, guys uh, gasping for wind a little bit, and Marshall got two touchdowns early fourth quarter after one and late in the third quarter to take the lead 21-17, and then that's what it remained the rest of the way. Marshall made a couple of big defensive plays right at the end as Albany had the ball late and potentially could have scored a game-winning touchdown, but some veteran players uh, came up with big plays, a couple of sacks on the last two plays of the game ended it and got Marshall a hard-fought victory. 1-0, Marshall Thundering Herd taking on 0-1 East Carolina, and we'll talk about some of the other personnel, Steve, but Rasheen Ali's name came up uh, from Mike Houston at the press conference on Tuesday, from some of the Pyre players we spoke to. Uh, we know what he can do, 137 yards, two touchdowns in the opener, and I hate to, to ask you this way, Steve, but it, it is the reality of of the times we live in you know how were you able to hold on to, to Ali I got to imagine there was a lot of uh, teams that would have liked his services but uh, it's great that that he's back at Marshall and uh and that he stuck around there and I know coach Huff's happy to have him no doubt about it and uh the circumstances that played a role I'm guessing in that even though he uh yes had plenty of folks ready to go if he had said he would uh, go into the portal and, and that kind of thing. I'm sure he is a high-level running back. I completely expect him to uh, play in the NFL someday. Interesting story, but two years ago, he was one of the surprises in all of college football, rushed as a redshirt freshman for 1,400 yards. He led the nation with 25 touchdowns scored. And came back last year, everybody was, of course, very well aware of Rasheen Ali at that point. About a week before the season started, he suffered an injury. It was going to put him out for a significant amount of time. We didn't know at that juncture how long. It was not a season-ending injury, but it ended up costing him the first 10 games. 
He came back and played the final three, ran for nearly a total of 300 yards in those three games, was the MVP of the Myrtle Beach Bowl, had over 90 yards and a touchdown. Marshall beat UConn to win its fifth straight game to close out the 2022 season. But still questions. He you know didn't put up huge numbers at the end, and that might have yeah. down a little bit on the interest, although... Like I said, had he said, I'm going to the portal, the interest certainly would have been there. But I think uh, he enjoys the coaching staff. He enjoys Huntington. He enjoys the team. And so he wanted to come back and uh, play another season with his brothers, as he said. And so here we are with Marshall and a healthy Rasheen Ali looking for big things this year. Awesome stuff. Steve Cotton joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Pirates and Thundering Herd coming up on Saturday. Looking at the box score, Steve, let's see, two, four, six, eight different Marshall Thundering Herd players catching a pass uh, on Saturday. How about the uh, the quarterback there and, and the receivers uh, that he goes to? Who are some guys to watch out for this Saturday? Well, there were eight who caught passes, and I think uh, four others who were targeted at least once. So Cam Fancher will spread the ball around. Fancher himself, sophomore quarterback, became the starter midway through last season. Marshall was 3-3, three and three, had beaten Notre Dame, but had lost yeah. to Bowling Green the following week. Got thumped uh, pretty good by Troy, which was a good football team. Went on to win the Sunbelt Conference Championship. Struggled to beat Gardner-Webb, and uh, so things were just kind of sputtering along. Marshall went to James Madison, the starting quarterback, who was a graduate transfer. Henry Columbia was banged up. Marshall put Fancher into the starting lineup. He let a come-from-behind victory at JMU and did not relinquish the starting job. Went 6-1 and one as a starter, won the last five games. Now he's overall 7-1, and one, counting the win last week. He's led the herd to six in a row. He is a dual-threat quarterback. In fact, Fancher, even though he didn't start until Game 7 last year, is already number 5 all-time in Marshall quarterback rushing yardage. He's at nearly 500 yards on the ground. So not a traditional drop-back passer, but he's also not just looking to tuck and run. His athletic ability allows him to scramble around in the pocket, keep plays alive, and then eventually somebody comes open downfield and he gets rid of the ball and has made some big plays that way. So still a relatively young guy in terms of on-the-field experience. You're looking at Saturday as uh, he's looking toward just uh, a ninth day out there as a starter, and he has made a lot of plays and you know ultimately – the numbers might not be huge, but the big number for a quarterback is the one-loss record, and he's done well there. Steve Cotton joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Steve, uh, one thing I'm watching on Saturday, uh, the offense and O-line of East Carolina versus the the defense and the pass rushers of Marshall, seven sacks uh, for the herd on Saturday. East Carolina did not allow a sack against Michigan. Now, you talked about that slippery quarterback that Albany had, uh, but it looks like they were able to get some pressure on him. So how about the defense uh, that will be coming to town on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, normal humans at quarterback probably would have been sacked 10 or 12 times. <laughs> he uh, avoided – it was crazy to watch. He was a magician in the backfield, avoiding several pass rushes. But, again, Marshall got to him seven times, including two big losses on the last two plays of the game when down by four, 
Poffenbarger, the quarterback, had taken the Great Danes into Marshall territory. So the Hurt fans were uh, sweating it out, not only because it was 90 degrees plus in Huntington for the game. The front four has uh, really done a good job. In fact, the last two years, since Charles Huff has been Marshall's head, head coach, Marshall is in the top 10 in the nation in quarterback sacks over that span. And it typically comes from the front four. Not that Marshall won't blitz, but it doesn't have to necessarily blitz to get pressure. And the two big names to keep an eye on, Owen Porter, where's number 55, local guy from uh, Huntington, and played high school ball less than 10 miles away from the Marshall campus. Preseason, all Sun Belt Conference. And he is an extraordinary guy to watch. You talk about someone who gives his all every single play, is a great example, a team leader because of the way he goes about his business. Even in rep number 1,000 during fall camp, he's playing it like it's fourth down at the Super Bowl. So that's the kind of guy every coach loves to have, and he's effective. He has 15 or rather 14 career quarterback sacks. He made the sack on the final play of the game that got Marshall's uh, offense back on the field and going to victory formation. And then he doesn't start. Sam Burton is another defensive end, but he and Porter are out there together when you really need to get the ball, get to the quarterback. Burton had two and a half sacks last week for 30 yards in losses, and he has 14 sacks in his career, even though he's only started one game. So, his uh, percentage of getting to the quarterback while he's on the field is extraordinarily high. And you've got guys in the interior up front who can also get toward the quarterback. A guy to keep an eye on, where's number five, Tyquez Legs. He is a 300-pounder who plays more like a 240-pound linebacker. Against Poffenbarger, that Great Danes quarterback who was always a threat to run, even on called pass plays, you know, teams put a spy on him. Well, usually that spy might be a linebacker, a strong safety. 300-pound Tyquez Legs was the spy. So that tells you a little bit about his ability, and he can get pressure on the quarterback as well. So if you can block Marshall's front four and make the herd blitz the quarterback, you probably have a much better chance. A lot of teams have failed to block the front four effectively, and so – they're getting pressure. You've got uh, other seven guys backing into pass coverage. That usually makes it pretty tough. Steve Cotton joining us. Marshall, a uh, three-point favorite right now on the road at the Pirates coming up this Saturday. And when you you got a game that that's tight, special teams can be a factor. So how about the kicking, punting, return game, Steve, uh, through one week? Uh, how's it looking? And, and overall, how you feeling about that department? Well, when Marshall is punting the ball, John McConnell is a sophomore. And when it's kicking the ball, Reese Bierhoff's another sophomore. They both were the starters game one last year. And no surprise, freshmen were on a roller coaster at times. Sometimes looked great. <laughs> yeah. Other times it was kind of shaky. And Coach Huff and uh, the rest of the herd hopes that that roller coaster is more of a smooth ride and just a uh, steady, slow incline as they get more and more experience. Veerhoff, the kicker, has a very strong leg. It was noticeably stronger this year. He only kicked extra points. But on his kickoffs, I think the shortest kickoff probably hit eight yards deep in the end zone. One of them went four or five yards beyond the end line, and that was with no wind to speak of. McConnell has a strong leg as a punter. 
not necessarily all that consistent. He boomed a 62-yarder, though, and uh, he, he uh, has, again, been pretty effective. So those guys, we think, we expect, but we still don't know, will become pretty consistent threats. In the return game, you have veterans. Talik Keaton is the punt returner. He uh, is a senior. He's had that job since game one, his freshman year, when he returned to punt for a touchdown in his debut against VMI. Whenever he's been healthy, he's been the punt return man. And Jaden Harrison, the primary kickoff return man, both of those guys are wide receivers. They're playmakers. Harrison was a uh, second-team All-Conference USA kickoff return man a couple of years ago, and he's uh, taken one as much as 99 yards for a touchdown in his career. Steve Cotton joining us. Steve, I remember talking to players and announcers during the baseball season about the new pitch clock and if it feels any different uh, up there in the booth. How about the new rule with the clock not stopping after a first down? Did time kind of slip away from you there on the, the broadcast, or uh, was there not a big difference for you? What did you think of that new rule? Well, while it happened, I really didn't think about it, but I mentioned earlier that Marshall only ran 61 plays yeah. offensively against Albany. And I've not yet had a chance to ask Coach Charles Huff about that. We have his radio show tomorrow night, and that's on my list of things to ask him how much he thought that that affected uh, the way Marshall would have done things in the past. I don't know. I don't think that the uh, numbers would bear out that there was as big a difference as a lot of people seem to expect throughout the year. In fact, before the year, Coach Huff thought that that would probably cost – somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 plays per game. Hmm. I don't think nationwide it was anywhere close to that. But, again, that's a very small sample size. So, live, it didn't necessarily feel like that. But when you looked at the numbers after the game, you see, wow, Marshall, you know, averaged pretty good uh, yardage per snap, nearly seven yards, but just didn't get enough snaps in to put up the numbers it normally would have. Marshall Thundering Herd got the Pirates this week, and then uh, they'll welcome in Virginia Tech. That'll be a big one there in Huntington. And uh, NC State coming up later on uh, on the calendar as well. And then, of course, you've got that uh, Sun Belt Conference, uh, which uh, is going to be very, very competitive once again this year. So uh, great uh, great start to the season here as far as the schedule goes, Steve. A heck of a schedule put together by uh, Marshall this year. Yeah, you play the FCS opponent in the opener, and that was probably good for Marshall, Clip, because the herd had, and Marshall is not unique in this in the transfer portal area era, but 30 new players via the transfer mm. portal, more than 40 newcomers on the team when you count the high schoolers. And so you think you know, but until you're out there under the lights, Coach Huff said, you don't really know. <laughs> and he wanted to play a lot of those guys and see how they, they reacted on game day. And again, final score was not what Marshall fans would have wanted, not what the coaches and players would have wanted, but Coach Huff was not down about that. He says, all right, we made a big step toward understanding who is ready to send out there, who we might need to pull back a little bit and get them some more experience and get them up to speed before we put them out there at crunch time. 
Steve Cotton joining us. Steve, we'll let you run, but it's going to be a, a great Saturday because I uh, understand we'll have players from that 1970 Marshall-East Carolina game uh, from both sides uh, at the stadium on Saturday. Also, this will be the first home game, uh, of course, without the voice, Jeff Charles, and his family will be there as well. So you've got what should be a great football game and uh, a lot of motion, uh, emotion tied into it. So it should be a, a pretty special day at Dowdy Ficklin and uh, looking forward uh, to you being a part of that steve yeah i think uh marshall's assistant coach from that time who was not on the plane red dawson is uh planning to to make the trip and uh yeah so it's always you have that uh an unusual game a unique game and thank goodness this is unique we wouldn't want anybody else to go through that but uh that and uh of course jeff was a great friend of mine and so yeah they're are many emotions that you don't normally have before kicking one off well you might want to uh go ahead and plan on leaving a little later we'll probably play an overtime or two right steve so uh plan for a long day here in greenville (laughs) (laughs) steve thank you so much for joining us man have a great call on saturday we'll talk to you again down the road all right have a good one all right, there is Clip Brock with the play-by-play voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Steve Cotton, talking ECU versus Marshall coming up on Saturday uh, at 4 o'clock. We'll have the Bud Light pregame tailgate for you uh, at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Then, of course, after the game, as soon as the game is over, as soon as the clock hits zero, we will open up the phone lines. 317-1250 is the number, and that is the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. We'll hear your reaction, your comments on Pirates versus Marshall Thundering Herd. I just gave the number out, 317-1250, that you can call uh, on Saturday for the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Well, I'm going to give that number again, 317-1250, because we got to open it up. we got to give it away. Uh-oh. There we go. Let's give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, get the pizza awesome. All right. 317-1250 is the number. Call in. It's time to give it away. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Uh, hang on one second and I'll tell you. All right. A $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy. A.J. McMurphy's come out tonight, 8 o'clock, for sports trivia with uh, Pirate Radio's very own Clip Brock. Things get started at 8 o'clock. I'll be there. Joey's going to be there. I think Danny B is going to be there, so it's going to be a lot of fun. What caller do you want? Call number 10 is a winner. When we come back, we'll get Joey's and Danny B's college football games of the week. We'll also go down the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, so stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
That was a down day for the stock market again today. The Dow was down 198 points at 34,443. NASDAQ was down 148 points at 13,872. And the S&P was down 31 at 4,465. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Brad Woodard of Farmville picked up a $15 gift card to AJ McMurphy's. Best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight including sports trivia on Wednesday nights with Clip Brock. AJ's is live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Chandler Honeycutt. Alright, welcome back in. Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycut here with you. Thanks, Shirley Rhodes. Doing audio today. Joey is on the video side of things. Also, congratulations to Brad Woodard, our winner in the booty bag today. Joining me inside the Pirate Radio Studios in Studio A, to my left, he is Danny Bill. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Danny? Good. Good to see you, man. I feel so, like you're not around as much. It's, it's actually very frustrating because I miss you guys so much and yeah. I can't be around as much, but it just makes the times I do see you guys that much sweeter. Well, let's talk to you. Let's talk. Um, we'll go down the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Uh, we'll go down that list right now. Looking at some baseball going on at this moment. We have the Blue Jays on the road at the Athletics, and the Athletics have a 5-2 to two lead, and, and the eighth inning just ended there in Oakland. Diamondbacks up 10-5 to five over the Rockies at home. Uh, the Padres are down 5-0 uh, to nothing against the Phillies. That game's in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, games that went on earlier today and now are done. Uh, the Brewers lose on the road to the Pirates 5-4. to four. The Guardians, uh, Gavin Williams uh, getting the start in that game. He gets the win. Guardians get the win 2-1 to one over the Twins, the uh, division-leading Twins, that is. And the Cubs beat uh, San Francisco 8-2. to two. Uh, And now let's look at what's going on later on tonight in Major League Baseball. 6-40, it is DB's Boston Red Sox on the road and Tampa Bay to face the the Rays. Dodgers on the road in Miami to face the Marlins. The Reds host the Mariners. Uh, Yankees are hosting the Tigers at 7.05. My Nationals will host uh, the Mets at 7.05 on ESPN+. Plus. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Cardinals on the road in Atlanta at Truist Park. Burley uh, is in the lineup for that game, by the way. Burley in the lineup for the Cardinals against the Braves at uh, in Atlanta. Uh, P. Mace's White Sox on the road in Kansas City to face the Royals. And then the Astros and the Rangers will go at it uh, in Arlington. Orioles uh, and Angels uh, to late tonight, 9.38 is first pitch, and I guess you can hear that right here on Pirate Radio, home of the Baltimore Orioles. And that is a look at Major League Baseball today on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. The Buck. All right, let's go to college football. I mean, we heard yesterday, we heard clips, favorite games of the week coming up. Um... We, I kind of want to hear what Joey and DB have on their list for uh, the college football slate. Kind of boring when it comes to the matchups last weekend. Yeah, um, Not a lot going on. I guess uh, Colorado and TCU was very interesting uh, with Shadur Sanders throwing up 510 yards, passing four touchdowns. Travis Hunter getting it done on both sides of the football. But this weekend, I feel like we have a lot more to choose from. So, yeah. uh, Joey, we'll start with you. What do you have on your list for games of the week? 
Piggybacking off of what you already said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ride the Colorado train. The personal game for me here is against Nebraska. Matt Rule <laughs> with his Huskers. I really don't want him to do well. Such a weird line in that game. Yeah. Three? Oh, yeah. So odd. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they think it was a one-week fluke, but I'm, I'm hoping Colorado puts it on him this week. Uh, DB, go ahead. You do a game. I actually have t- – I'm going to take two. Two yeah. conference mashups. We have two – Teams from the American going on the road this weekend to face ranked opponents. Okay. Got Tulsa going to number eight, Washington, who is fake, by the way. And then SMU going to Oklahoma, who just hung 73 <laughs> points on a team last weekend. That kid, Dylan Gabriel, out of UCF transfer. Oh, Incredible. Oh, my goodness. Well, also, let's dig into the American. Another game that kind of intrigues me that I saw, and it's somewhere up here. Tulane will host Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Howdy, howdy. Uh, Top 25 matchup there. Ole yep. Miss road favorites. They are seven, favored by right? seven. Yep. So they're favored by a touchdown against the Green Wave. So I think that's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, and Vegas thinks so too. The over/under in that game is sixty-seven. So I don't know the line for this game, but I feel like one of the biggest games and most obvious games of the weekend is most likely going to be Texas versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big, big game. Did you see the uh, storyline that Saban's not letting their band travel? So last year in that game, Texas only offered upper deck seats for Bama's band and they didn't travel because they're not going to put their band like the in, the, in the nosebleeds. Yeah. So Bama returned the favor. Little little petty off here between, mm-hmm. the, between the coaches Sark and, um, Sark and Saban. But it's going to be a really good game. Primetime, obviously. See what Milrow is really made of. Milrow and, uh, is a yeah. killer. I showed Chandler a little bit of clips of him before the season. Well, he's going to go against, I'm assuming, Quinny Urs, right? Yep. Uh, man, it'd be nice to see a bit of Manning in there, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is. Yeah. Any more games, boys? As we look, Texas A and M at the on, at Miami. Uh, on on the road at Miami. Texas A and M, a four and a half point favorite on the road there. Apps at Carolina. I believe Carolina's like seventeen and a half point favorite, sixteen and a half point favorite. So that's yeah. a, it's always a good game, no matter where it's played. To be honest with you, Auburn's on the road to California as yep. well. Ten thirty start. You mentioned DB. You mentioned the uh, American foe, uh, Tulsa, going to Washington, and uh, I was kind of waiting to see if Washington would uh, lose last week because I know Washington. They was, sure didn't. Washington is a team that I think you're looking at. Like I'm looking at Clemson right now. Yeah, I yeah. hate Clemson yeah, I football. Saw, I saw your Twitter. I hate yeah, Clemson. I <laughs> and there would be no better way to end my weekend yeah. one. Well, the Panther win on Sunday. We'll see if that That's happens right. on Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Atlanta Falcons. But if Charleston Southern can go into Death Valley and, and beat the Tigers, the man, that would Dabo be great. Swinnies. The fighting Dabo Swinnies. It's not going to happen, though. I it's think that era is over. I think, I, think, I think it's over. Dabo, the Dabo era is over? See ya. I you think I he's done after this year, though? I don't think he's done after this year, but they're the not going to win. They're not, yeah, they're not going to win anymore. I need to go back on Twitter when we're done with the show. I need to um, see. There's a video in the caption, and it's Dabo Sweeney at a at a press conference, and the caption to the video is like, I can't believe Dabo just said this. So I cannot wait to see <laughs> what Dabo Sweeney said because there's already been some stupid things said by the quarterback and by Dabo Sweeney, apparently. Did you see uh, Clip's uh, quote tweet about the thug comment? No, that I somebody didn't. made on Twitter. I gotta find that. It was very funny. But somebody tweeted about how, like, it was like a message board, like a boneyard banner kind of thing, and they tweeted about how that Clemson's wide receivers they needed a thug, like they needed like a oh, Mike Williams, they yeah, need yeah, like yeah. a that like a that kind of guy. And clip quote tweeted, oh, I gotta find it. It's very very funny. Uh, while you do, and while we're waiting for Shirley to come back and take our final break, I do want to see what you guys, uh, what do you guys 
interested in when it comes to the uh, NFL Week 1, don't say your own team. Don't say the Patriots, Danny. Don't say the pa- the Panthers, Joey. Um, but <laughs> what is uh, what is the matchup you're looking forward to here in, in Week 1? Quickly. Ah, uh, man. You know what? I t- I'm actually just so excited for this Thursday night game, uh, Chiefs-Lions. It's going to be finally some action, and it's going to be fun to see this new Lions team with a couple new factors play against a good Chiefs team. I have found the tweet. So the message board said that Clemson needs a thug at wide receiver and need, need more offense, blah, 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 blah. Quote tweeted with, we already have a thug on our team, not the one you're thinking about. Our thug is the holy and untouchable God, Dabo, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, DB, before we get a break, any uh, NFL matchup this weekend that catches your eye? Obviously, you got to look at Cowboys-Giants in primetime as much as we have to admit. The NFC East is, is, is the real deal. Yeah. Um, Packers-Bears is pretty cool. Um, if, the, bears. if the Patriots game is off limits, I'm going to go to the other AFC East game on Monday Night Football, where you got Bills going into the into MetLife to see if Aaron Rodgers is actually about it. Mm, which I firmly believe that the Bills are going to run the table and absolutely bury them on Monday Night Football. All right, boys. Well, that was fun. Great segment with uh, yours truly, Chandler Honeycutt, Joey, and DB, Danny Bill. And uh, let's take a time out. When we return, we'll wrap it up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, time to put a bow on the show. Thanks to J.J. McLam out of uh, ECU talking some game day operations stuff with us. Getting us ready for ECU versus Marshall coming up on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Patrick Mason was also with us, and Steve Cotton talked to Clip Rock previewing the matchup between ECU versus Marshall. Great show today. Can't wait for tomorrow. Join us again tomorrow at 3 o'clock for a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, Joey, DB, I'm Chandler Honeycutt. Voice, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.